1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Weeks, and we have a special host today. Ah, it's Craig Blanchett. What's yeah. up, everybody? Yeah, Craig is joining us to for our continued coverage of March of the Machine. This time we are in the aftermath yes. of things.
2: Yeah, after mom came through and the machines messed everything up.
1: Yeah, the march is over and the machine lost.
2: It did. It did.
1: And it left many which, of our favorite Planeswalkers de-sparked, no longer Planeswalkers, back to being regular creatures. Uh, and they have a whole new commander designs, which is very exciting.
2: Yeah, saw so. it looks very cool. And yeah. very, I think the, the story arc is very interesting and uh, a unique twist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, so Aftermath is a micro set. There's only 50 cards in this set. Uh, it's going to illustrate the multiverse after the wake of the the war, which the good guys won. We did it. Well done. Uh, and we're going to cover the cards that you need to know from Aftermath, uh, from legendary creatures to new cards in the 99. But first, if you want to pick up any of these cards as singles, as always, go to cardkingdom.com slash command to support the show while you're shopping for magic cards card kingdom is a great one-stop shop especially when you're building decks to put in a giant list of all of the cards that you are waiting for and they'll all show up in one package on your doorstep ready to build i like using card kingdom because i only have to keep track of one shipping process i've got one number and i know when my cards are coming and i don't have to hunt them down if they don't show up in a week or two weeks Uh, and i know that they're gonna arrive Safe. So cardkingdom.com slash command. We know you're going to buy magic cards. You can support the show while you're doing so. You can also support the show by going to ultrapro.com slash command and getting all of the magic accessories that you need to make your battlefield look awesome and also safe and protected and professional. Ultra Pro sells sleeves and binders and deck boxes and playmats, dice, dice, uh, tons of equipment that you can use to make your battlefield clear and pretty. Uh, they have all of the officially licensed magic art, so if there's a card that you fall in love with, that you're like, I love this card, I want it on a playmat, check Ultra Pro, because sometimes they have it, and they can they re- can really allow you to rep what you're excited about in this game. Also, keep an eye on the website for secret lair drops. Sometimes they'll get access to that super exclusive art, and it'll be live for a couple of weeks, if that, and it'll go, be sold out, and there's no more chance to get it. Um, so, Go to oldpro.com slash command for high-quality magic products that are fun to play with. Uh, The other way to support this show is directly going to patreon.com slash command zone. Gets you access to all kinds of perks, seeing extra turns and game nights early. You get get access to turn talks, which is uh, the follow-up show to extra turns where we discuss the game that was just played what happens what went well what went terribly what your deck would have done if you had just one more turn uh turn talks those are some
2: some of the most fun shows that we do is the turn talks i really love those because they really dissect the game and really kind of give an inside perspective of what was the player thinking you know which is often in the comments but we actually go through it and patreon perk like you said yeah they also get to play with us like we get to play games with our patrons at the at certain tiers Mm -hmm. and that is honestly we do it about once a month per per person one of my favorite days of the month yeah so it's it's
1: a person every week that you can play with if you join at that tier so once again uh patreon.com slash command zone plus we shout out one lucky patron every episode and this episode is dedicated to bradley Bradley Spice. spice thanks bradley spice yeah he, br- he brought yeah, the spice, he brought the this spice. yeah for
2: sure gotta go to card kingdom <laughs> get
1: that card more kingdom. spice
2: get the spice
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right we are gonna get into our main topic and this is all of the cards that you need to know from march of the machine aftermath there are only 50 cards in this set it that's is, crazy it's a wee one like including commons yeah there's no commons it's not like Oh, it's oh, uncommon, rare, rares. and mythics. So it okay. starts from uncommons. This is and starting goes up to from make there.
2: sense. Okay. Yeah, and this, there's okay.
1: I was like, oh, uh, aftermath. That's like, you know, it's only fifty cards. How much of a set review could we have to have? And sure. A lot is the answer. There are twenty-one legendary creatures in this set. Twenty-one of the fifty are legendary creatures. Okay. Plus, there's some cool cards for your ninety-nine. But we've been covering March of the Machine for a long time. So in the interest of not having three more weeks of set reviews uh, (laughs) on March of the Machine alone, we're going to try and condense this into one super episode. So if it feels like we're moving fast, we are. That's right. We're going fast. Uh, So we are not going to cover, obviously, all of the cards in the set. We're we're not going to cover every legend. uh, But we'll hopefully hit the ones that you are the most excited to see or you'll see the most often at your table. Basically, we want to prepare you for what's to come in the aftermath. Uh, So we're going to go in alphabetical order with some cards that we want to spend a little bit more time in. And then we're going to go into a speed round. Uh, And we're going to cover a whole bunch of cards as fast as we possibly can. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm ready. This first one is a commander. Yep. And it's a legend that we've seen before. It's Arnie Metalbrow. Yeah, good to see you. From Goldheim. Yeah. Uh, Arnie is two in a red for a legendary creature, human berserker. He's a three three, and he says whenever a creature you control attacks or a creature enters the battlefield under your control attacking, you may pay one in a red. If you do, you may put a creature card with mana value less than that creature's mana value from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking.
2: Okay, and it stays there.
1: It stays there. It doesn't go back to hand. It doesn't. You don't have to sacrifice it at end of turn. It's sort of like a very fixed Kalia.
2: Yeah, very fixed. Very it's fixed. It's lower CMC. I mean, and one. It's, okay. Yeah. Uh, comparing it to Kalia is a little. Okay. Let's yeah. get it. Don't get ahead of ourselves. It's, yeah. pl- it's, closer, <laughs> it's
1: closer to something like a perforous Blonde Blooded. Yes. Uh, or an Ilharg the Razebore. Boar. Although yeah, both yeah, of yeah. those, uh, they want you to sacrifice the card to return it to or hand. Or return
2: again. it to hand. Right, right, right. <laughs> this seems better. I, I agree. With a lower CMC, too, to get mm-hmm. it out, like, I, I dig it.
1: So. I, I definitely think that the first move in a deck like this is to sneak in those creatures in in ways that we've used before. Sure. So Perforous bron- Bronze-Blooded. Yep, goes uh, in. Yep. Sneak attack. Yep. Even like Felden of the Third Path. Sure. Get a token. Get it back. Yeah, right. It's a copy, so it still has the CMC of the copied card. So that way you can like... You, you don't you do have to pay the full cost of something huge.
2: Very cool. And yeah, then you absolutely. could use
1: Arnie's ability to sneak in something small.
2: That's that's just like, uh, our patron spice
1: spies. <laughs> so I, I definitely like, still like some sneak attack, uh, effects in here, but also this is just like a mono red creature deck, which means we're going to focus on haste it means we're yep. going to focus on evasion and trample. Yeah. Um, I like
2: your idea of, you know, especially with the, uh, with a sneak attack, having something like anger mm-hmm. where you just put in anger, then it's in the graveyard. Great. You got mountains. Yep.
1: Yeah having having that haste is really important for Arnie like he doesn't have to attack to to trigger it's whenever you attack or a creature enters tapped and attacking so you could even trigger it multiple times like if you have arnie and you attack with like a six mana dragon you could activate arnie put in a five mana dragon activate arnie put in a four mana dragon oh man so you can chain it off if you have
2: and depending what dragons those are you may end up with treasures which mm. then oh lord
1: exactly oh lord <laughs> it okay can I get, see where this is going it can get out of control yeah absolutely fast.
2: that's cool that's cool um, not that you go crazy with mono red dragons or anything.
1: No, no, no. That's not something that Craig likes at all.
2: <laughs> I've seen Rachel do this before. Oh yeah,
1: no, I'm I'm a, I'm a mono. I'm secretly a mono red dragon player. <laughs> yeah,
2: Seriously, you just built that other deck too, right? The, oh no! Oh, yeah, oh no! Yeah. He coming!
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Dragon's approach. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh lord, he coming! I love it. Uh, I, I like this some, some evasion in this deck because he is like a 3-3 with no evasion. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you totally. do kind of want him to be able to attack. You do want all of your other stuff to get in when you're attacking. So uh, I was thinking Goad for this deck. Yeah, sure. Like stuff to force your opponents to attack so they're tapped down a little bit more yep. and it's easier for you to hit it. To I've
2: seen in. Goad work to great effect lately. You know, it mm-hmm. uh, seems to be a delayed mechanic and something that some, people are really hyped on right now. And I've seen it used a lot to, like I said, great effect lately. Yeah. I think that's a great idea, yeah. I what even, kind of cards?
1: I even like something like Bedlam, which just says creatures can't block. That's
2: great, yeah. No, old right. Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay, yeah, Where yeah. Where it's
1: like... Like, if I'm playing at a deck that's all out attack, it's not oh. going to have a ton of defense anyway. I kind of want it so my opponents have no defense either. That's amazing. <laughs> I I
2: wanted to use that in Infect.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. like,
2: I've definitely looked at Bedlam before. I love that for this deck. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> You're in mono red. You got to get creative. Totally. But also, I think Goad works pretty well. So Disrupt Decorum. I'm a big fan of yep. the new Spectacular Showdown. Have you seen this card, Craig? Uh, I don't know if I'm that familiar with it. It is one and a red for a sorcery. Put a double strike counter on target creature. Then goad each creature that had a double strike counter put on it this way. Overload for red, red, red. Oh, so so you can pay to you can pay. But two they're only goaded once, right? They're only goaded until your next. But up- it's like the next turn is gonna be is like Whoa. everything's crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you give everything double strike, including your stuff. I want to see but a you turn can, with this. Yeah, but you can post the you can cast this post combat. And then it's like they oh attack man. with double strikers, they attack with double strikers, they attack with double strikers. Totally. Now the board's clear and you get to attack with your double strikers.
2: That's awesome.
1: Spectacular showdowns are really fun.
2: You're totally right that you play this second main mm-hmm. after you you just sit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean you just say so you seven mana sorcery and see what happens. Yep. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it.
1: All right, uh, this is a cheaty deck. We're going to try and cheat big things into play. Uh, so let's talk about the beef. Yep. This is the most important part of decks like this. Yep. Uh, I like. I was thinking about putting cards in this deck that are naturally high CMC, but have a cost reduction on them somehow.
2: Sure. So yeah, that, that Arnie
1: sense. sees them with a high CMC and is like, oh, you've got something big and powerful. We'll yep. let you cheat in, you know a six cmc thing sure so i i wonder if this deck wants like an avatar of fury which is reduced by the number of lands your opponents controls it it costs six less to cast if your opponents have seven or more lands but it's an eight drop sure so if you attack with an eight drop arnie lets you cheat in a seven drop or a six drop or a five drop right and it stays there uh molten monstrosity is reduced by the greatest power among creatures you control Okay. So you, You've if you have your Arnie commander up. on yep. board, then yep. minimum this costs five. Uh, but if you have something more powerful, then it it's costs even less. But naturally, it's an eight drop. So again, it'll let you cheat in some of these more powerful cards that have a lower CMC.
2: Oh, I totally dig it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ancient Stone Idol is another good way to do this. Yep. Um but let's talk about the actual powerful things that you want to like yeah. those those are like kind of cool, cheaty moves. But like I I don't know if you're gonna win the game with a five five trample. You yeah, know?
2: maybe you have like one or two of those in there just yeah. to like get the payoff late game But
1: Yeah. yeah. But I think this deck is really about the dragons. the dragons. It's about the dragons. Yep. Ancient Copper Dragon. He got that metal in his brow somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just coins. It's just treasured exactly. coins. <laughs> I like Ancient Copper Dragon a lot in this deck. Six EMC oh, totally. is super reasonable. And if you put it in tapped and attacking, you're like, ah uh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. weren't ready. Roll yeah. that D20, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh, I love it. you yep. might actually get that first connect. Yep. Uh Belfard Fire Dragon. Sure. Classic. Yep. Deals combat damage, wipes a board.
2: Balefires. Yeah. I saw that card early and was like, this in Kalia. That's why. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, uh, yep. Uh,
1: another big gold dragon in this deck is Goldspan Dragon.
2: Totally. You start making treasures, and now just every treasure you make is just another creature. As long as you get yeah. it, can get it with card draw.
1: Right. Because yep. Goldsmann Dragon makes makes treasures count, count for two, which pays for the Arnie Metal Brow right. activation. Yep. So any treasure you have is another creature and lets you really chain it off like we were talking about before. Yeah,
2: totally, totally.
1: Uh, combat damage triggers is something that I was looking at very specifically for this deck because you don't really get attack triggers. There's a lot of like, they enter tapped and attacking. Okay. Um or ETB triggers because they're, you know, they're still entering the battlefield. So sure. like Terror of the Peaks is still quite good in a deck like this.
2: Amazing. Uh, yeah, this is def- this is a, the deck for it. Yeah, you're Once putting Once you in get it out, Chalky now it's boys. just boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, yeah
1: you attack with a, a Balefire Dragon. You already yep. have that. Sure. Then you cheat in Terror of the Peaks. and then you cheat in a four drop a three drop a two drop as long as you have cards in your hand uh i like bloodthirster in this deck too because it's a it's an evasive it's flying and trample and when it deals combat damage to a player untap it after this combat phase there's an additional combat phase
2: oh nuts so
1: it's a combat damage trigger that gives you an extra attack yeah a lot of awesome a lot of like the extra extra combats are an attack trigger but this one you can still sort of get with ernie right which is good all right, we've been talking a lot about having cards in your hand. Right. Because eventually you're going to run out. Yeah, totally. We're playing mono red, exactly, yeah. Uh, so we're going to need some big draw spells to make sure you always have something else to cheat into play. It's, it's like Kalia, like you just can't run out of cards. Right, right. Uh, unfortunately, you're in mono red, so that's a little bit harder. But uh, there's still some good red card draws. Obviously, there's Wheel of Fortune and Wheel of Misfortune. Yep. Uh, Valakid Awakening. Let's sure. you bottom some cards that aren't gas and draw some new ones. Yep. Um, winds of change. Winds of change. Great. Old card. Super cheap. Works. Yeah. One well, red well, mana. That, that, yeah. Not not a dollar wise. It's probably. I was like, did that reprint
2: that really take it down that much? No. <laughs> but okay. Expensive
1: card. Cheap mana wise. Mana wise. wise. <laughs> and there's also a new new card that I wanted to look at, which was Invasion of Kaldheim. I'm super high on this card. Okay. So I... this is a battle. Three in red. It's When it enters the battlefield, exile all the cards in your hand. Then draw that many cards. Until the end of your next turn, you may play cards exiled this way. Very cool. So if you have four cards in hand, you exile the four cards, you draw four new fresh cards. But you yep. still have one more turn with the four cards are ex- that are exiled. You can't cheat them into play with Arnie, but if they're lands or they're like removal spells, you, c- you can still hold you can those still play them. and look for like your big beefy guys
2: okay i dig it yeah because you are you're always digging right Mm -hmm. like you're saying you're always digging for your for your beef right and that makes perfect (laughs) sense you get four more potential beef sticks
1: (laughs) dig for your beef (laughs) dig for it i think bedlam reveler is really good in this deck six red yep. red it costs one less for each instant and in sorcery in your graveyard i don't know how many of those you're gonna have but it's an eight drop that it could be what's well, the reduced, reduced mana cost
2: thing exactly yeah. right
1: and then when it enters the battlefield discard your hand then draw three cards right so and you get
2: that extra churn a little bit effect, of a reload
1: right? yep. yeah uh it's a little strange in the deck but i i think it could find a home all right yeah, i think that makes perfect sense that's arnie we've done one
2: yeah the Metal Brow.
1: The Metal Brow. Oh, gosh. All right. The next. Uh, this is a Planeswalker. This is our first de Sparked Planeswalker. Extra points for. I know, for, for sticking it on the yeah. table. Uh, <laughs> do you want to read the next one? Yeah.
2: Calix, Guided by Fate. So, Calix is one green and white for a 2 2 human druid. Constellation. Whenever Calix, Guided by Fate, or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Cool. Whenever Calyx or an enchanted creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may create a token that's a copy of a non legendary enchantment you control. Do this only once each turn. Okay, interesting, not each of your turns.
1: Yeah, it would be tough t- t- to make it happen tough. during It'd your opponent's tough. turn, but I it would you know? I There may be things there. Way. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh
1: this is Green White Enchantress. Totally. Plus some counter stuff and yep. a little bit of copies. Yep. It gives you payoffs for enchantments entering the battlefield. So you get a little bit of plus one counters, which makes it easier to attack with this 2-2. Two, two right. Or your other creatures. Yep. Um, but I do think that we don't want to rely entirely on the plus on the plus one, plus one counters to make sure that you're connecting with Kallax or with other creatures. So my first thought with this deck is we should put... Uh, let's put some evasive auras in here. Um, I, I think there's a build with calyx that doesn't involve a ton of the aura thing sure because it says whenever an an, an enchanted creature deals combat damage right um you could probably just ignore that and just be like i'm just gonna hit with calyx and whenever calyx hits i'll I'll make a copy of an enchantment um but my worry is calyx gets removed
2: sure and then you're
1: like okay i'll recast calyx now i have to wait until he doesn't until he can attack next turn to attack, like if you have a couple of auras in the deck, you can, if Kalyx gets removed, you can recast or Kalyx and attack with an enchanted creature. Yeah, and you don't have to wait that whole turn.
2: Yeah, ideally you have like two or three enchanted creatures. So that, as you're saying, if one gets removed, mm. next turn you can at least attack.
1: Right. Because white
2: green is typically not a haste enabled deck. Not yeah. really. So like right.
1: you can lightning greaves, you can crashing drawbridge, right. but right. It's, it's sort of slim pickings for totally. haste. Yep. Uh, especially in an Enchantress deck, so I, I like the idea of having at least some of an Aura package in here. So I would include some Evasive Auras. Uh, starting with Canopy Cover. This card's great. Great card. Just says Enchanted creature can't be blocked by creatures with flying or reach, or can I'm sorry, can't be blocked except <laughs> by creatures with flying or reach. So it gives it functional flying. Uh, and then Enchanted creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. Yep. Uh, effectively hexproof.
2: Nice little hexproof, yeah.
1: Um, so some protection, some evasion, solid. Uh, Angelic Gift is just ETB draw a card, gives enchanted creature flying. Griff's Boon is a, a nice, I, th- I think sort of an underplayed enchantment, actually. Totally. It's a single white for uh, an aura that gives in the enchanted creature plus one, plus O oh, and flying. But it says three and white, return Griff's Boon from your graveyard to the battlefield, attached to target creature, activate only as a sorcery. So you just always have a creature with flying.
2: Like, I used to I used to run this in my uh, Rafiq deck, my Rafiq infect deck. Yeah, that yeah. seems great. Because you're just always, you can give a flying, evasion, just that yeah. like, you can cast it from your graveyard, just like you said, yep.
1: And it's a little buff, and it's only a single white mana. So good yep. in, a, in a constellation deck, I think.
2: You're also, you know, you're buffing your creatures with these plus one, plus one counters, mm-hmm. too. So giving them any sort of evasion is at least more damage.
1: right. Yeah, you can load. You can load up one creature with them and and hit with a with a or defend Grift
2: with it. Like, yeah, it seems like a, an effective strategy because yeah. you can either prevent people from attacking you and still kind of attack freely as long right. as you have multiple creatures, as you were pointing out.
1: Yeah, because you only need you only need one creature to attack with. Right. right? So right. as long as you have Grift Spoon in circulation, you only need one to have flying to still trigger calyx every turn. Uh, the other one is like unquestioned authority. Uh, which gives the enchanted creature protection from creatures. Oh yeah, really, really powerful. Crazy effect. good. Yeah, it yep. does mean you can't put counters on it anymore because <laughs> it has protection it from, can't. from sure. Galax.
2: But you just beef up your blocker.
1: But yeah, you've got you've yep. got this creature that can is effectively unblockable and in per, like a, a forever blocker. Yep. Uh, so it seems good. That's very cool if you're running auras you run your traditional aura package you use SRAM core spirit dancer yep. uh, armored sky hunter is very good light pause I think <laughs> uh, light pause, light, light pause. <laughs> just tutor up every that that's you have to be very heavy into auras if you're running light pause uh this new one i think is cool i don't know if you've seen it it's zank paladin unbroken yeah loved him in the movie too but yeah, yeah. great card great
2: card and uh He's great so character funny in, the movie. in this role yeah uh
1: two white white for a two four double strike auras as you control have exalted Uh, So exalted is if you only attack with one creature, they get plus one plus one for each one you have. So if you have like one creature with three auras on it and you attack with that one creature, then Zenk gives them it plus three plus plus
2: three three plus threes. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, it has got double strike too.
1: Yeah. yeah, so you could load up Zank and start really doing some damage. Quick aside: Was mm-hmm. that the guy from Bridgerton? Yeah, that then left Bridgerton. Uh-huh. Did to he do leave? better things?
2: Okay. Was was Dungeons and Dragons the better thing? That oh, I don't know.
1: Him? Maybe interesting timing checks out. Yeah. Right. I don't hmm. know. Yeah, he uh, he left Bridgerton, and Bridgerton was worse for it. <laughs> I have I have heard. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> if you want to just go full Enchantress, which I think this deck is going to be largely Obviously, just right. an Enchantress deck. Yep. You're going to want the Constellation Enchantresses.
2: Yep. Idolon. Eidolon, Eidolon yeah. Blossoms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Citizen
1: Champion. Um, because you're making copies of... of enchantments you would really do want to trigger them to trigger when they etb totally yeah. so constellation is better archon of sun's grace is also very good in decks like these yep uh if you're focusing on just hitting with calyx and you're like i don't want to mess around with auras i'm uh, sure uh you're gonna need greaves you're gonna need swift boots probably crashing drawbridge and ways to make him unblockable i would think rogue's yep. passage uh access tunnel that kind of thing yep okay now we're going to get to the fun part.
2: Oh good lord! Yeah, these—if you copy any of these, like uh, smothering tithe, Blech. mirari's wake. Blech. I mean fell Our retreat. Grasp of fate. Kenrith transformation. <laughs> like ghostly prison. I mean that's like song of the dryads. Like oh,
1: enchantments are so oh. powerful. So making like one copy of grasp anything of fate is spicy. Grasp of fate. If you make a grasp of fate yeah, every turn, like just. Things are going badly. Exactly. I was thinking that this is kind of a funny curses deck. Because you can copy curses and then just keep spreading and them just around. Keep keep giving <laughs> the people white different curses. <laughs> not, They're well, not as
2: good as like the black and red ones. Pro-
1: well, there's overwhelming splendor, which is sort of the big curse. Okay. That's humility for one person, but okay. now it's
2: humility for, for everybody. For oh, slowly,
1: that's... so you can give like you get a humility, you get a humility. This is not nice. Don't yeah. Do this. That's uh... Uh, there's also faith bound judge, which is a weird card from Crimson Vow. Uh, The front side is a guy, he's got Defender and Flying and Vigilance, and eventually he'll lose that. But the back side is called Sinner's Judgment. And you can disturb it for seven, so this is basically a seven-CMC curse. And it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a judgment counter on Sinner's Judgment. Then if there are three or more judgment counters on it, Enchanted Player loses the game. If Sinner's Judgment would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, excel it instead. So you can just...
2: So you'd have to put it on each person, and then this one would tick up to three yeah. first. Yeah, like, it's just a okay. very slow clock. Sure, sure, sure. But it's like... It's a clock. I like it. <laughs> it's I have play an infect. I love it. Yeah, love but it.
1: you can do a little bit of proliferating. You've got Plus One Plus Encounters in the deck.
2: Oh. Oh. And all you need is three. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm You're on like, board with that. you that's so
1: much less than ten. I mean, but
2: that, it's also like... <laughs> That's kind of rough strategy. Okay, I'm going to get out my seven CMC and, champion, yeah, and, and then, then yeah, and then, then I'm just going to proliferate.
1: Yeah, and does. I'm going to hit and make a, one copy of it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right uh there's if you want if you're more focused on the auras stuff there's cool auras that you can make copies of sage's reverie draws a bunch of cards when ETB's mantle of the ancients brings back a ton of auras from your graveyard on back to the battlefield uh on etb shielded by faith if you have like multiple shielded by faith and like all of your stuff is always indestructible that's pretty sweet these are all cool but stuff gets really weird when you start copying doubling season
2: (laughs) of course right
1: (laughs) because
2: you uh well things start getting exponential at that point uh because it's yeah it's i was talking to somebody over the discord the other day Mm. uh we were playing uh we were playing spell table and they told me about this time that they copied doubling seasons something like 478 times uh, and so it was like 10 to the e to the 27th power or something (laughs) and then we recently played again and he was like guess what it was actually a bigger number than i told you before no Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I understand doubling season copying is absurd. Yeah. It's absurd.
1: So you immediately, like if you copy one doubling season, you immediately get two doubling seasons. Right. <laughs> so and now then, you have three doubling seasons. Yep. Uh, you could also copy Nyxbloom
2: Ooh.
1: And now all of your stuff taps for three times and then three times that.
2: That's awesome.
1: So each land taps for nine. nine?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Nick's Blooms Yeah. Auto include. Okay, cool. I'm in.
1: Uh, Sanctum Weaver. The more Sanctum Weavers you have, the better your Sanctum Weavers are. So you just have more and more and more mana. Uh, Unnatural Growth. How could you
2: argue with with that logic?
1: Like, come on. (laughs) Unnatural Growth says when you double your power, you double it again.
2: Yo, I love that (laughs) card. I love that card in, like, so many ways, but this i might be building this deck this actually seems really cool i dig it's it
1: so win more but it's so fun it, oh, totally. Like, yeah, yeah you're like okay if i have a doubling season then i hit with my commander i could be in a very good position and you're like you're already doing fine
2: <laughs> yeah well here's the problem too. But then you have to fun. do the math of like keeping up with everything yeah and right
1: e- you're going to be coming back to people talking about e to the power <laughs> to the 72nd this time yeah all right, that's Calix. You can do some really cool stuff with this. It's a little slow, but it's like, it's a cool new green, white, and Chandra's deck, which is kind of fun. Yep. Uh, Nahiri's Resolve is the next card we're going to talk about. This is not a commander, so we're going to try and be pretty quick about this one. Nahiri's Resolve is an enchantment for three red, white. It says, creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and have haste. Then, at the beginning of your next end step, exile any number of non-token artifacts and or creatures you control. Return those to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. So, what that means is... Creatures, your creatures are a little bigger and have haste. Great. Yep. We love those two things. Yep. And then at your end step, you can choose three or four things yep. and they all blink out and they come back at your upkeep. So right. it's like sort of somewhere between like a teleportation circle and like a Teferi's veil.
2: Yeah. Or like an eerie interlude kind of Teferi's veil. Yeah.
1: yeah. It doesn't come back forever. Like they, like <laughs> they, it does go all the way around the table and then right. come back when it's your turn, but here, that you can blink your whole board multiple times slowly. I don't know. I, th- I think this card is interesting. I mean, it's a five-mana enchantment in an aggressive color pairing, which feels slow.
2: Right. I mean, the, the difference from Teferi's Veil vale is Teferi's Veil, vale, they don't get the ETB effect because right. they phase out. Right. So there's definitely, you know, you want ETBs. The nice thing about this enchantment is the enchantment gives them haste. Mm-hmm. So when they come back during, at the beginning of your turn, they can attack, which right. is what you want right. with the plus one plus zero. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, but then you lose these creatures during other people's Mm turns. So you lose their effects if they're a a benefit or Mm -hmm. you lose the, the, the ability to block, which, you know, can be tough. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know where this plays. What do you think?
1: There's definitely costs to this. It's, there's upsides where like to Fairy's Veil vale, where you dodge board wipes, like sorcery sure. speed board board wipes, you yep. get to
2: you get to protect your board. Yep. So you can, I've seen that with your ambulance deck. yes That's, yeah, okay. So you can
1: you can blink out stuff that you're like isn't isn't important on the battlefield and sure. you're not gonna be blocking with anyway or they don't have a static effect. Okay. Um or, you know, little like little ETB creatures that you aren't gonna have a huge impact in the game. Um but, yeah, they're gone for a long time. I, this is, like, it's really bad with Gisela because Gisela's gone. You want right. her effect on the battlefield. Yeah, you Lin- would definitely Bala not choose to... The, right, Linvala, like, you would
2: not choose to like, let go away, right.
1: There's a lot of effects in red and white that you want on the board. But maybe you still
2: play those so that you leave them there and then mm-hmm. you get the ETB effects because those yeah. seem like they would go in the same deck that this would you go You would think... Because uh, it's an attacky deck, so you'd want Gisela. Right. Haste and then Linvala is just... It's so So good.
1: good. Lindval has gotten me so many times. (laughs) Uh, So, this card is actually wild with threaten effects. Yeah. Specifically with like ETB threaten effects. Like a Zealous Conscripts. Zealous Conscripts, when it enters the battlefield, you gain control of target permanent until end of turn. Untap that permanent and gains haste until end of turn. Wait, Zealous
2: Conscripts isn't even creature?
1: No, it's it's permanent. permanent. Yeah, you can steal planeswalkers. Oh. Yeah. Zealous is crazy. Yeah. So, you can. So with this card, you can steal like let's say you steal a Gisela. Sure. And uh you have it for your turn. Yeah. So you get to you get to attack, you double all your damage, wham, great. Cool. Um end of turn, mm-hmm. you get to exile some creatures. You can exile their their Gisella sure. and your zealous conscripts. Okay. And they leave the battlefield. They don't come back until your next upkeep. And they return under their controllers' control, so they get their Gisela back, but not until your upkeep. Sure. In which case, your
2: zealous conscripts is seeing it again, and you could be like, "That's still the best thing." Okay. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah, it's wild. I'm um, not gonna lie.
2: When you said take target permanent, I'm thinking like guys cradle or something like that. I mean, you with, get it.
1: You get it. Guys cradles too. You just can't blink it out with the with this enchantment. <laughs> oh
2: sure. Okay. You can, you can only is, blink the creatures. Okay. So it's really only best with creatures.
1: With creatures or artifacts, you can you can steal. You can blink artifacts as well with this card. Okay. Understood. Okay. Good to know. Uh. So let's talk about the blinkiness of this. Generally, it's going to be great with Zealous Conscripts type effects. It's going to be great with like a Sun Titan. First of all, your Sun Titan has haste.
2: Yeah, that's the, amazing. And he's yeah. a seven six now. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And then yeah. you
1: blink him, It's so you get two. You get ETB attack, and, attack. and then he leaves, and you get an ETB attack again. Sun Titan, that's the amazing. The best. That's amazing. There's okay. no card that feels like Sun Titan.
2: I, I love it so much. I agree. I, such a tried and true friend.
1: He's a good guy. Been
2: a long, been around for a long time. You
1: can't keep Sun Titan down. And you can't beat that hair. <laughs> uh There's tons of ETBs that are in white and red. Uh, they're like I. I really like white and red for blank colors white's really strong obviously skyclave apparition palace jailer yep. uh but red etbs are getting better and better especially if you're oh, blinking totally. in mass yep like you've got obviously like Perforose, god of the forge and impact tremors uh rose room treasurer has when alliance for uh the first two times a creature enters the battlefield this turn you make treasures okay. and then the third time you can pay x and deal x damage to any target
2: cool okay
1: pressed in the vanisher We'll double all of your ETBs on this.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Which is
1: very powerful. Like, rumor gatherer will draw you cards on ETBs. Uh, I think any deck that kind of wants, like, a Delina Wild Mage, which is the one that attacks and makes token copies of stuff. Totally. Oh, I love Delina. uh, Is going to want a card like this.
2: Yep, yep. Very cool. Be- yeah,
1: because haste is powerful. Because an anthem is powerful. Because blinking your old board is powerful. Like there is, I think this card does do enough. Uh, and I don't want to get off of this card quite yet because I want to talk about coveted jewel. Oh lord. Oh yeah. Right. It's yeah. So fun. You just keep getting
2: yeah yeah yeah. You get the
1: EDB over and over, over, and, and, your over and over and over. Opponents do not get a chance to steal it. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's great. <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's awesome so a, uh, coveted jewel CMC. is six
1: is six mana it's a six mana gilded lotus but when it enters the battlefield it, you draw three cards. draw three cards no so that's you play it best part you draw three it, right? and then it taps for three mana yeah and then end of turn you exile it and your opponents don't get a chance to steal it from yeah. you because it's gone sure and then it'll re to be and you draw three more cards
2: and it takes the target off your head because it's almost like the monarch where yeah. it's like the coveted jewel everybody wants everybody it so they want to hit you right yeah that's awesome
1: yeah, I, so there's some cool artifacts with ETBs. I, I think Coveted Jewel is the best among them, but our Kaomancers map, every time it ETBs, you'll draw two planes. Curse Mirror enters as a as a copy of some creature. Curse
2: Mirror is cool. Over and over oh, and totally. over. Oh, totally. Curse Mirror is cool.
1: Um, the other move with this one is you can hide group artifacts.
2: <laughs> okay, tell me more.
1: <laughs> so, like a, a gear or orrery. Or- 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 okay says yep. that each, yep. each player uh can play additional land yeah and if they have no cards in their hand they'll draw three cards right um normally it's dangerous to play a card like that because everybody gets that effect right. but if you can exile it at the end of turn there's just your aura re oh. it's just for me oh that's so <laughs> nice yeah okay yeah. It's very silly. You could put Howling Mine in there. You get a horn of greed, uh, just for you.
2: Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Those are all fantastic. <laughs> okay. I'm loving this more and more. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think it's a fun guard. You kind definitely... of convinced
2: me with those last ones. That's that's awesome. It's a pretty expensive
1: draw. card, but like I think there's a I think it does enough. Totally. I think it I think it does enough. I'm curious. I want to see what you guys think about nah- Nahiri's Resolve. Uh, but we're gonna keep it moving. Let's do it. There's a new Narset.
2: Of course there is. Yeah. Of course. Do you want to read her? Sure. So Narset, Enlightened Exile. One blue, red, white for a 3-4 human monk. Creatures you control have prowess. Whenever Narset Enlightened Exile attacks, exile target non-creature, non-land card with mana value less than Narset's power from a graveyard and copy it. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost.
1: Okay. Okay. So a couple things to highlight before we get into this. It says a graveyard can be anybody's. Cool. Which is weird. Yep. Uh, and you're casting a copy from a graveyard. This can be, uh, if you, and if you're copying a permanent yep. spell that's not a creature, you are not creating a, t- a copy. You It, it is becoming, or you're not creating a token, it is becoming a token. So don't put cards like Anointed Procession or Idol of Oblivion in a deck like this unless you're planning on creating tokens in other ways because they do not work with narset specifically you're not
2: creating the token
1: yes you're okay. casting a copy of a spell which becomes yep. a token okay it's hairy it's dumb but i want to be clear that they had those so it makes magic magic those yeah, it's crazy, just, crazy rules little words <laughs> little words so this is a super open-ended commander yeah non-creatures non-creature spells yeah instance sorceries uh, planeswalkers battles enchantments artifact like it goes on and on it could be in your opponent's graveyard This could be a mill commander. Sounds like a Narset to me. Uh, It reminds me a little bit of Vadric. Do you remember this card? Apex of Thunder. I do. This is the Jeskai one that says whenever a creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature spell. That's three or less from your graveyard. Yes. Or from your graveyard. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't. It's not on rails. It doesn't tell you exactly what to do with it. You're like, right. I'm going to be doing... I know I'm generally going to want to be three casting... Three CMC on, things. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> three CMC stuff. Right. And Narset kind of says, all right, we're, we're casting stuff from graveyards and we, everything has prowess. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you exactly how to build Narset. You could build her a hundred ways, including just good things. Yep. <laughs> um, But there are some elements that are going to be consistent between... You know, many, many versions of
2: of Narset. The the prowess, you know, although there are some other powerful parts to this card, Mm. the prowess part seems to be the most lean into effect. All of your creatures
1: having prowess is so powerful. It is
2: very powerful. I agree.
1: It means you're going to be wanting to cast a lot of things. Yep.
2: Storm count. And it, yeah. Yep.
1: And it means that you're probably going to want to be going wide to some extent. You're right right because the more creatures you have the more powerful that prowess ability is that makes sense so I I think this deck is going to want tokens in some variety right 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 not necessarily to play
2: Anointed Procession, but I agree tokens are beneficial with prowess. Yeah. It yep. just,
1: the more creatures you have, the more every prowess trigger counts. So exactly. Yep. I think this deck probably plays like Ovika Enigma Goliath, This that new yep. one. The red um, blue
2: one from, yep. Yeah.
1: A lot of stuff. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, make a thing. Yep. Uh, so Kaikar wins Fury. It's going to be good. Sure. Uh, third path, Iconic <laughs> Kaikar, good? What? What? <laughs> <Puh>? <laughs> Uh, monastery mentor
2: yeah
1: prowess triggers separately so if something has prowess prowess they will get plus two plus two for each non-creature
2: oh i didn't know that that's cool okay monastery mentor um, i always love playing that card yeah
1: it's so fun and it when when you can play it play it in commander i think it's really like it totally. feels very special <laughs> yeah i agree i agree 100 percent with that uh i think this deck probably runs balmore battle mage captain which does a similar thing it's blue and a red whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell creatures you control get plus one plus oh and gain trample until end of turn okay so it's sort of half a prowess and it's only on instants and sorceries. so obviously you'd be building around instants and sorceries if you included balmore uh, and if you're doing that kind of build, I think you're probably putting Zada in there.
2: Uh, Zada is insane. Cause yeah. it, now you just, you're just creating storm, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're making a mess.
2: That's true
1: yeah uh and you're casting stuff out of your graveyard so i think this deck is going to want some looting spells whatever permanent synergizes with the way that you're building the deck so it could be a faithless looting it could be the new bitter reunion that yeah. when it etbs you discard a card and draw two. a ledger shredder um they're making a lot ascendancy. of ways yeah exactly so many the ways best. to
2: loot. Jeskai ascendancy is the best it's so amazing <laughs>
1: Uh, I think this deck probably runs Invasion of Mercadia as well. It's a new card from March of the Machine. It's a battle that when it enters the battlefield, you discard a card and draw two cards. You flip it for four defense counters. And the back is actually sweet. I played this Unlimited recently, and it's cracked. It's two and a red. Discard a card. Create two 1-1 blue and red elemental creature tokens. And then creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain haste until end of turn. Cool. Yeah. So it gives you two bodies. And then it buffs the team and it gives everybody haste.
2: But how does that? Okay. So this is a battle, right? This is mm-hmm. the other side of the battle. Yeah. So for the battle, don't you have to deal damage to it? Mm. Then it flips. Mm-hmm. So. You can deal
1: non-creature damage, non-combat damage to it. So
2: you're like lightning bolting it. Yeah. And then you're like, then I enter my attack phase. Yeah.
1: Okay. Or you could flip it and use it next turn. It d- itself okay. doesn't have haste, so unless you have a way to give it haste, it's not super good. Gotcha. Okay. Immediately. Okay. But it's. Uh, I think it does enough, especially with the looting on the front, yeah. that it could probably see play in Narset. Um, Narset is sort of the first of the super open ended commanders that we're going to talk about today. I don't. The a part of building open ended commanders is choosing your lane for you. It's yep. like building the deck you want to do right so i i think that's a lot of this is going to be salt to taste you're like i prefer playing enchantment uh enchantment decks i'm going to build narset enchantments or narset planeswalkers or i i have a high power meta i'm just going to put in all of the best non-creature spells i can think of right and like all of those work um so i i don't think it's very productive for us to spend a ton of time on exact cards that you could put in these decks because it's it doesn't specify and there's tons of good ones so yeah. i trust you get creative with these uh, we're going to continue with another sort of open-ended <laughs> uh, commander but a very cool one this is nashi moon's legacy black green blue for a rat shaman it is a uh, it is legendary it's a 3-4 with menace and ward one whenever nashi attacks exile up to one target legendary or rat card from your graveyard and copy it you may cast the copy once again casting from a graveyard becomes a token not creating a token um
2: (laughs) important important to note I love how they're making all these rat cards. It's like, fun. With Kumonix and then this and like... They're
1: really leaning in. Really and <laughs> people really like playing rat tribal. And this one's very interesting because it's soul tie. Yeah. So te- rat decks tend to be mono black. Yep. Um, and this one introduces some new colors. And does introduce some sort of new cards that would be good in rat decks like suddenly you can put a kindred discovery in a rat deck
2: that's cool or That's amazing. Kindred discovery. Thank goodness they reprinted that because what a Ugh, nuts card! That card's so what fun. a nuts card. So fun. Yep. I um, remember using it in my uh, in my uh, wheels deck, uh, the Locust God. Yeah. And then realizing, wait, I just killed
1: myself. I think I die. <laughs> it's I a die. Must.
2: It's a must draw. It's Anyways, must. We yeah. Can... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I die drawing yeah, the way I always wanted to. <laughs> Uh, this adds like realm waker allows you to cast rats off the top of your library or any, any creature type reflections of lit Yara. You are casting the spell. So I believe you get two copies of it. Oh, whoa. So I believe if you cast it, even if you cast it off of Nashi, you get two, two copies.
2: Yeah, that's cool. It's like Uh, doubling season. That's cool.
1: Haunted one is sweet and I keep trying to put it in decks and I think it's actually quite good in this deck. Haunted one is a background. Okay. So it's a legendary enchantment for two and a black, and it says commander creatures you own have. When this creature becomes tapped and other creatures you control that share a creature type with it, get plus two plus oh and gain undying until end of turn.
2: What? Yo, that's sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely going in this deck. Plus is a legendary, so you can cast it from the graveyard with Nashi. What? Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. I, that's amazing because now all your, oh man. All
1: of your rats have undying.
2: Undying. And yeah. it's, yeah, that's spice. Yeah. I dig that's it. Spice. Yeah. Uh, you plus add, two, plus two. Yeah.
1: Plus two, plus oh. But so okay. you did get undying. Yeah. they like, get you're undying. Right, not worried right. about them dying. Yeah. Plus you, you get blood bond march, which is what rat decks have been dying to have forever. Okay. This card says whenever a creature spell is played, each player returns all cards from the same name as that spell from his or her graveyard to play.
2: So you could do almost relentless like, rats. yeah, relentless rats. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I catch one Relentless Rats, and I get all the Relentless
2: Rats. It sounds like they need to reprint Relentless Rats. Is what th- It sounds I, like they
1: definitely do. Yeah, uh, people are going to be excited about this one. Uh, doubling chant, pack hunt, both search for any number of Relentless Rats depending on how many rats you control. Uh, so there's definitely some cool rat options <laughs> for this deck. I think we're gonna. It's going to be more common as a legendary commander, but I I really like the rat build a lot.
2: Oh, the rat is like. I'm the year of the rat of 1984. So like this says, this is singing to me. I like this. I like this a lot. There's definitely <laughs> hey, going to be a Oh, in there. There's definitely going to be caramonics in there. Yeah, and uh-huh. I'm going to see what the price of relentless rats is. Cause <laughs> I don't know if now's the time we're doing it.
1: <laughs> Let's take a second to talk about the legends that you could put in this deck. If you wanted to build around a legendary theme, I think there's a lot of cool, uh, flavorful re- like, choices you could put uh the kamigawa dragons in here
2: unbelievable yeah
1: really strong and you can double up on those dice triggers so like you could cast kakusho and then it goes to the graveyard and recast kakusho from the graveyard with your commander um dream that's the dream junji the midnight uh sky has been really good in yep. my games i i sort of like this deck as a tamio deck because nashi is supposed to be like carrying the spirit of tamio forward oh really so okay. you can cast tamio planeswalkers from your graveyard Sure,
2: that seems flavorful this this one the completed one makes sense too because then you can whatever yeah. you whatever you didn't cast from your graveyard you could technically get back with her second ability.
1: with her second ability yeah um, tamio Collector of Tales is the war one and it says spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause you to discard cards or sacrifice permanence but that's gravy because the first the tick up ability says choose an on land card name then reveal the top four cards of your library put all cards with the chosen name from among them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard uh, it mills yep so it gets stuff into your graveyard with Nashi it mills or Relentless Rats as you or yeah you just pick <laughs> Relentless Rats and then you draw <laughs> <records>. <laughs> i did not put this in here for yeah oh my rats. lord like choose relentless rats then reveal the top four cards put two into your two hand this rats two and in the graveyard. two in the graveyard yeah totally
0: <laughs> totally
1: that's awesome <laughs> i like age of the shadow thieves in this deck it's another background uh it says whenever this creature commander creatures you control have when this creature attacks a player if no opponent has more life than that player Put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. It gains Death Touch and Indestructible until end of turn. Cool. So now she'll have Menace, Death Touch, Indestructible, and a counter, and Ward 1. Gonna be tough. That's tough. There's tons of legendaries that synergize with Milling, especially in Sultai, um i have a city see brood tyrant deck seems great in this deck kaga shadow Archdruid when it attacks you mills and you can cast permits from your graveyard yep. that were milled uh Tasiger, Tasiger. of course yep new completed jace is a mill planeswalker uh but the best card in this deck a hundred percent is key to the city okay key to the city says tap discard a card up to one target creature can't be blocked this turn press my commander sure and then uh you you can discard a legend. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, and then you just
1: get it. And then he, and then you can just cast it. That's amazing. <laughs> Whenever Key to the City becomes untapped, you may pay two if you do draw a card. So you can draw some extra cards with it, but mostly you'll be like, all right, I discard uh, Kaga, I'll cast Kaga, and uh, Nashi can't be blocked.
2: That's cool. Very fun. That's very cool.
1: I think this deck is really cool. We're going to see a lot of different builds of it. Um, and I, I like this sort of swath of open-ended commanders that they've printed. Yeah. Because it's like... I don't know. I like I, you want to do you want to do legendary rat tribal is so fun. Well,
2: I think you know a couple years ago when they came out with the brawl decks, they those also were kind of universal kind of build however you want yeah. with these crazy strong abilities. Yeah, and it seems like this is a, a corrected version of.
1: They it. have pared them down a little yeah. bit, but they still give you the creativity to sort of. Do build, cool build what you want to do and get some cards that you're excited about in there that you, so you don't have exactly the same deck as like the Nashi player next to you. Right. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to, uh, I mean, th- th- this might be the most powerful card in yeah, this the set, crazy. honestly. Uh, it's Nissa, Resurgent Animist. Mm-hmm. This is two to green for a legendary elf scout. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, add one mana of any color. Then, if this is the second time this ability has resolved this turn, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an elf or elemental card. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. This it's is like, a Lotus Cobra The draws yeah, cards. Lotus
2: Cobra plus, right.
1: Yeah, for three mana. You add one mana and it has a card draw ability on for it.
2: For a three three, too, right? Yeah,
1: it's so bigger. It's, yeah.
2: That's relevant too. Yeah. Like a three-three is actually relevant, whereas mm-hmm. the two-one of the Lotus Cobra was like it's a little you're not delicate. blocking with it unless yeah. it's unless you're killing something major, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I really like this. I mean, one CMC more though.
1: One CMC more, so it does slow it down a little bit. Yep. So you're instead of ramping on two, you're ramping on three, but it adds that card yeah, draw ability. That card draws crazy. Yep. That is so sets powerful. it apart
2: 100 because you could be stuck with a lotus cobra and either you miss lands or yeah. you don't have or you, now you're down a bunch of cards whereas this
1: yeah you can you play a fetch
2: great you float, replacement
1: float two mana you draw an elemental or an elf both extremely relevant creature types yep and then you have the floating mana to cast it yep I think as a commander, we're not really going to see it as much, but this is a perfectly good mono green landfall commander a la Azusa or Titania. Um, It'll have your explorations. It'll have your burgeonings. It'll have Gaia's touch. I think is a really underplayed card that lets you play extra land drops. Um, I definitely agree.
2: This is more of a in the 99 card. That's at least how I see it. It'll be in the 99 for me.
1: I I think commander players tend to like more colors. I like playing monocolored commanders a lot, but that's personal choice. C- commander players, on average, I think, play a lot more multicolored cards. Yep. So I I think more likely we're gonna see this in the '99, and we're gonna see it a lot. Uh, I did want to do a quick run through of just the good elves and elementals in landfall decks. Yeah,
2: relevant. Let's hear them.
1: And um, I'm just gonna list them. You've you know these names. Beast Whisperer, Reclamation Sage, Tireless Provisioner, Oracle of Moldiah, Rumor Gatherer, Deathrite Shaman, Avenger of Zendikar, Moldrifter, Drifter, Nix Bloom, Ancient, Ancient Green Warden, Bane of Progress, Any Omnath, uh, Revelark, Solitude, Endurance. It continues.
2: Um, that's that's a lot of good cards.
1: I just listed like <laughs> like these are from, from what like the top a hundred like it played yeah. most played cards. Oh in easily Command. yeah all of like, them yeah these are so powerful (laughs) and you can just draw it by playing a land specifically one of these right um i i was thinking about it i was like what if you built a deck that doesn't have any elves or elementals except for one and you use it as a tutor oh totally but i honestly think it's harder to not play elves (laughs) and not (laughs) play elementals fair than it is like you could do it that way but I think you just want to run a lot of these
2: cards. They are they are all good, you so. know. It's and Modern Horizons too is the only reason. Like, <laughs> depends how many of those elementals you have. Yeah, really, kind of. Like. The,
1: oh yeah, the Modern Horizons ones are, are just if you have them, you're running them. But
2: but I do like the kind of like polymorph aspect of it, where yeah. it's like you just kind of only have one, or it's that that's also like a cascade strategy in certain decks.
1: Yeah, it gives you sort of like this half tutor thing. Right, which right, is, right. It, it's not as good because then if you're playing lands later, you're not. Drawing off of it, it's just a Lotus Cobra that's a 3-3, but what maybe would that card be, is so important.
2: What would be the one I if mean, you had to choose? I mean, like...
1: It could be any of these, honestly. Avenger of Zendikar, it could be Nix Bloom Ancient.
2: Yeah, Nix Bloom's pretty good.
1: It could be probably like an Omnath. Yeah. I love a Bane of Progress.
2: Oh, uh, that's what I was thinking, is actually Bane of Progress and you just build your strategy around land ramp and stuff like that.
1: When yeah. you need a bane, like you oh, need it now. Exactly. <laughs> and
2: it wrecks. Yeah. yeah. It's so yep.
1: good. All right, uh, I think this card's great. I think it's a staple, I think, and there's not much more to say about it. Lotus Cobra has proved itself over and over and over again. Yes, it has. Uh, and Niss is a second one. Um, okay, so we've got lots more cards to talk about. We're going to get even faster. We're going to get into the speed round. But first, we're going to have a brief word from our sponsors.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, That's A-N-G-I.com.
2: Now streaming only on Disney Plus.
0: My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour.
2: Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does
1: anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it!
2: Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version with four additional acoustic songs now streaming only on disney plus
1: welcome back everybody we are talking about cards from march of the machine aftermath what happens after the machine lost boo and the answer is a lot of planeswalkers got d sparks yeah <laughs> but my, my lovely attracts so. uh but we've got oh yeah no she got yeah i'm sorry and I'm, I'm sorry that we brought you on just to rub it in it's all right at least <laughs>
2: at least they're interesting cards
1: yeah there there's a lot of cool commanders from from planeswalkers that we've loved before that now this is just a mini set anyways. anyways yeah <laughs> it's not even we got like not big even real sets. Set. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you read this next one because he's super <laughs> powerful we're gonna get back into it let's go all right
2: so obnixilus captive kingpin two black red for a 4-3 demon that has flying and trample Whenever one or more opponent, whenever one or more opponents each lose exactly one life, put a plus one plus one counter on Obnixilus captive kingpin, exile the top card of your library until your next end step. You may play that card. Cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. So this is like, it's a pingy deck, but it doesn't have to be damage. What does that mean? So, because it says whenever they lose exactly one life, Okay. So it could be loss of life triggers. It sure. could be damage triggers. It could be those two. Right. Uh, it could be those <laughs> two things. It okay. But it opens it up. Okay. It opens it up a little bit. Yeah. So that means that there's just, there's so many ways to build Nixilis. Yeah, totally. Because if any color combo p- pings, it's it's Rakdos. Oh, my, uh, my
2: mind immediately went to a few. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's get through them. Which so, ones do you think are the interesting ones?
1: So I, there's a lot of different ways to build this. And I wanted to use um, like signpost Rakdos commanders just to be like, this is generally the direction. Sure. Because spending uh, the amount of time that we, we would have to spend on each of these, <laughs> would we'd be here all day for sure. our next list. So I think there's, I think there's a, a number of different builds that you could be inspired from other commanders, but you're focusing around that really, that one loss of life theme. Right. Uh, so the first example is, like, you could build this, like, a Judith the Scourge Diva deck.
2: Right. E- pff, crazy.
1: So the, J- Judith is traditionally a Rakdos Aristocrat deck. And you're sacking a lot of creatures, and you're draining the table with blood effects or Zulaport Cutthroats, um, Bastion of Remembrance, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so all of those will trigger your commander and will impulse draw you another card. Sure. Uh, notably it says whenever one or more opponents is, is dealt damage so if you trigger a Zulaport you, and you hit three opponents you're, you're only, only going getting to one impulse draw once right. but if you Zulaport multiple times as you often do then you will draw that many cards Yep. This I think this is probably the most powerful way to build this deck uh, Aristocrats has proven to be a, a very resilient and very powerful strategy in commander overall um, and it's so easy to make things die <laughs>
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, you obviously combine this with like, uh, you know, Ashnod's altar or Phyrexian altar kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because you're probably making a bunch of tokens. Yeah. Um, But I really liked the pestilence. Oh, yeah. uh, Pestilence and pyrohemia because those were just those were staples back in the day when I played. Mm -hmm. And that was immediately where my head went. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could put both of them in this.
1: I I think yeah, that's that's the another one of the ways that I think you could build this. Is you could build it like an Obashi Punishy deck? Totally. Like a Rakdos group slug. Right. Um so that's like that's your pyrohemia and pestilence. You could get a thrashing wumpus in there. <laughs>
2: yeah. You could exactly. add a wumpus. Yeah, this is amazing.
1: I'm <laughs> loving this uh there's tons of cards that 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 do this kind of effect that punish you for for playing the game right. like cataract parasite yep. so whenever an opponent draws a card they take one damage oops and you draw a card also uh mana barbs every time they tap a land ping 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 i draw five cards <laughs>
2: mana i didn't even think of that that's amazing <laughs>
1: uh this she, deck
2: sounds spice i it's think this might so
1: oh, yeah powerful. I, there, and there's so many cards that you can put in a group slug deck like this. I really like Cryptolith Fragment. I run it in my Raktos Lord of Riots deck. I do think Raktos goes in the 99 of this deck.
2: Oh, totally. I run Cryptolith Fragment in my Raktos deck too. It's like yeah. one of the best cards because you, yeah.
1: It's a three mana mana rock that when it taps, it deals one damage to each player. So yep. now it draws you, it Impulse you draws you a card also. You can actually
2: get out uh, Raktos on turn three, right? Yeah. Yep. You
1: had Sanctum of Stone Fangs, Stormfist Crusader, there's uh, like tons and tons of slug cards that'll deal damage to your opponents uh, and draw you cards. Does he get plus one, plus one too? Uh, put a plus one counter on him, yeah. So Pyrohemia and... Uh, oh, yeah. It, like, he just keeps getting it's bigger. just so good. You can't kill him. Yeah. I, I think there's probably a deck that runs like a number of these effects and, and like crosses over. Oh, totally. But... Um, I just wanted to give everybody an example of, of like the directions, the many, many directions this deck could go. Like there's a treasure build. There's like a Prosper build of this. Sure, sure Where Prosper definitely goes in the 99 of this deck. Yep. It Sort of regardless of what you're doing. Because yep. you're casting these spells from exile. Uh, but then you put in the aristocrat stuff for artifacts. So your mayhem devil. And yep. like disciple of the vault. Yep. Um, Night Nightblade. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, then yeah, there's when artifacts enter the battlefield, like Reckless Fireweaver. Uh, professional facebreaker gives you treasures, and you cast more stuff from Exile. art The like this version of the deck, I think, is also quite powerful. It's tough to build a build a treasure deck without a commander that ha- makes treasures, right? But I definitely could see a build. There's enough red black in here because there's
2: like you know you've got the grim grim hireling and oh, the yeah. stormkillnartist and stuff so like that. So many ways to make. So there are ways. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um there's a storm version of this deck, for sure, that's like reminiscent of Josh's Torwaki deck.
2: Yeah, of course, right.
1: Uh, with gut shot and spike field hazards, the yep. things that deal one damage at exactly uh, and draw you more cards, and they're cheap. So this has a low curve and wants to cast a ton of instants and sorceries with stuff like Kesig Flame Breather. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you deal or a non-creature spell, excuse me, you deal one damage to each opponent. Firebrand Archer, Thermo Alchemist, um, the new Urbrask. The new
2: Urbrask, yeah, that's crazy. Right. Now,
1: now, every time you cast a spell, you deal one damage, impulse draw a card, and add a red mana. Right, right. <laughs> with pyrohemia seems fine uh (laughs) seems seems fine so there's definitely storm elements of this i think you could build this as just a token deck that wants to go aggro like just a goblins attack deck i love it uh and that's probably combined with some amount of aristocrats but that you know crank a mob boss impact tremors cavalcade of calamity they're like this is you could build this so many ways.
2: Oh, you've convinced me. This This <laughs> looks awesome. This looks awesome. And honestly, just a fun mechanic. Like, this oh, yeah. is the type of deck where I feel like if I played and lost, I've still won.
1: Oh, yeah. You, you will see cards. A lot of them will go to exile because you're like, I drew 90 cards. I can't cast all of them. Yeah, right. But, um, man, it's... a. Uh, It's doing a lot. Uh, You're (laughs) probably also going to include the cast from exile synergy cards, which we're going to talk about with this next commander, who I think is one of the most fun of the set.
2: Oh, this is very, very fun.
1: It's Rocco, street chef. He's (laughs) taking that show on the road. Red, green, white is Naya. Uh, he's an elf druid with that's a two, four. It says at the beginning of your end step, each player exiles the top card of their library until your next end step. Each player may play the card. They exiled this way. So at your end step, everybody impulse draws uh, and then you keep it until your next end step. When you impulse draw again, and then it says, whenever a player plays a land from exile or casts a spell from exile, you may put a plus one counter on target creature and create a food token. Uh okay. So this th- there's so many it, it's Nia food. So yep. you're putting all the all the food stuff in there. Yep. Just to, like your Tyler's Provisioners, Academy Manufacturer, Gilded Goose, Trail of Crumbs. Yep. Uh, killer service <laughs> killer service ETPs make three foods and then you can sack foods to just make rhino
2: waiters yeah no I mean the <laughs> amount of food that you can make is pretty absurd because then you also have like academy manufacturer which, oh yeah yeah like- just makes it nuts.
1: I like a Sarenth Steelseeker in this deck. It's whenever yep. an artifact enters the battlefield, you you draw a land.
2: Oh, I'm familiar.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. You look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. If you don't put it into your hand, you may put it in your graveyard. It's like a weird explorer. Yep. Um, you want to turn that food into mana. So you run stuff like Jahira, friend of the forest. Jahira. Turns for them example. like now you have so much mana. Yep. Inspiring statu- statuary, statuary, K- Kirk clan, ironworks. <laughs> now you can sack food to eat food. Finally a use for Casey. Island. Ugh, we, we've been waiting. <laughs> I really like a rampage of the clans index that makes it make a ton of to- like artifact tokens. Okay. It says destroy all artifacts and enchantments. So I know. I, hear me out. Uh, no, I'm with you. I mean, I'm <laughs> for, thinking
2: Bane of being a progress. Sure. For okay.
1: each permanent destroyed this way, its its controller creates a three three green centaur creature token. It's this an instant. Seems, okay. So if you have like fifteen food you can make 15 33 oh at i see where you're going pain. with
2: this okay i'm thinking like this seems like an army for my opponents okay
1: i get it yeah but if yeah, you want to have you, you want to have more yeah right 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 so if you're really focusing on the artifact tokens you can you can be like i blow up all my stuff and now i have a scary board and i attack cuz it's an instant
2: i'm just envisioning the last battle in the the lord of the Ki- the lord of the rings <laughs> <Yes>, the <exactly. laughs> return of the king with all the elephants
1: just <laughs> yeah i you run i benny brax is great in this deck because yep. it's each player will likely play the card that they impulse drew on their turn so you'll make a food on every turn and benny says yeah at the beginning of it, each end step so yeah no
2: benny brax is just unbelievable so you'll in any draw
1: one two three maybe four cards i yep. love oblivion all, always good There's also could be counter synergy in this deck because he's putting plus one counters on everything. Anytime an opponent casts something from exile. Oh my Lord. So there's the new Dusk Legion Duelist. That's whenever you put a counter on it, you draw a card, but it only triggers once per turn. It's still worth it. Still good. Yeah. Like you still, it's, it turns into a two mana Benny Brax where you draw, 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 draw. Yep. Yep. Uh, Scurry oak. Whenever it puts a counter on it, you get a squirrel.
2: Scurry oak was immediately what I thought of. And yeah, that's when I told you. Like I thought of cards, and I scrolled down. I was like, "Yep, it's yeah, included." There Scurry it is. Oak, I was just like, "Oh my god," because you can just.
1: Yeah, Scurry oak is, and it goes infinite with a hundred different things. So many things. All of those plus one counter, like uncommon plus one counter cards from Modern Horizons, are really strong. Like Constable of the Realm is, anytime you put a counter on it, you O ring. Something, oh, wow. another target non land permanent until it leaves. So you yep. really put a target on its head, but you you remove so much. Right, right, right. But you're removing the target from something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Herd baloth makes four fours every time we put a counter on it. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a ton of opportunity to go crazy with this deck. And I think the best way to do it is to make your opponents cast more stuff from exile. Okay. So uh Urbrask Heretic Praetor. Says the first card you draw each turn is a, is impulse draw, drawn instead. Okay, I'm seeing now mm-hmm. where, what
2: they were thinking with that kind of down yeah. the line. That makes sense. Okay, the
1: beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play at this turn, uh, and then at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, at the next time they would draw a card. So you um, you will impulse draw. You and do it every draw, turn, and but then they, they do it if they, draw. Yeah, uh, share the spoils is really fun. It's it, when it enters the battlefield or an opponent loses the game okay sure uh exile the top card of each player's library so this etb is you exile four cards yep during each player's turn that player may play a land or cast a spell from among cards exiled with shared the spoils and they may spend mana as there were mana of any color to cast that spell when they do exile the top card of their library so you're like i'm gonna play this land and i'll replace it Yep. and you can only do it once per turn but it's like more stuff that they're casting from exile which means more food yep. more counters yeah totally aerial extortionist says whenever an opponent casts a spell from other than their hand you draw a card yep that's a definite
2: include okay
1: uh soul partition removes a thing and puts it into exile they can recast it
2: <laughs> good lord okay
1: <laughs> then new there's a new battle that does it: invasion of gobicon and if you flip the battle it puts counters on stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay All right, but let's talk about the a rude way to build this. Um,
2: I mean, it does seem almost like uh, what's that? Thieves' auction or whatever.
1: uh, It's not. uh, It's not. It's not. Not quite. But it's definitely like has that It Has kind of that chaos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, There, there is a rude way to build this deck, and it's possibility storm or. or Knowledge Pool or Uba Mask. All of them basically say that when you cast something, instead you cast something, something from else. Exile. It, so it, it's often used in, in locks or in chaos decks. It, it can really make a bit of a mess. Uh, but you're also in white, so you cast Raneth Magistrate. And yeah. now they can't cast anything.
2: That's mean. It's mean, Dranith Magistrate, why is that still in legal It shouldn't commanded?
1: be single-sided. It shouldn't say your opponents. Yeah, like, And then I it's don't know. fixed. But this card's absurd. Um, yeah, so th- th- that's an option if you want to build a more high-power deck, if you, that's something that your playgroup does. Um, but definitely run it by your playgroup before doing it. Um, this deck will also have the, like, cast from exile synergy cards that I mentioned before with Obnixilus. Yep. This is going to be, like, you're a passionate archaeologist. Oh, totally. Yeah. Whenever you cast a spell from exile, you deal that much damage. Yep. Uh, delayed Blast Fireball is a really powerful card. It's one yep. red red for an instant. It deals two damage to each opponent and each creature they control. If this spell was cast from exile, it deals five damage to each opponent and each creature they control. And it has foretell. So if you if you cast this from an Impulse Draw, you still get the, the five from exile, damage. Right, so it's a exactly. single, it's like a three, three mana instant speed, yep. one-sided board wipe. That burns your opponents for five damage. Yeah, that seems really powerful. Yep. Um, I like Commander Liara Porter. It reduces the casting cost of spells you cast from exile by the number of creature players you've attacked this turn. That's cool. Faldorn makes wolves whenever you play and cast stuff from exile. Uh, Wild Magic Sorcerers is the first spell you cast from exile each turn. It has Cascade. So if you're reliably building around casting stuff from exile, this is sort of the package that gets included in decks like this we're going to refer to it later there are a number of cards that do this cast from exile thing in this set but that that's what i mean when we refer to cast from exile synergy okay i like rocco i think he's a ton of fun
2: oh rocco was yeah
1: it just seems like a lot of fun just like you said yeah you want to read tazri It's another five color commander
2: uh, yeah, five color, but three CMC. So Taz, Tazri stalwart survivor two and a white for a three three human warrior it says each creature you control has tap add one mana of any of this creature's colors spend this mana only to activate an ability of a creature activate only if this creature has another activated ability, then you can spend Wooberg and tap it and it says mill five cards. Put all creature cards with activated abilities that aren't mana abilities from among the milled cards into your hand. So it doesn't put them onto the (laughs) battlefield, but it it kind of draws you. Draws you like a couple cards. A bunch of non-mana dorks, right? Like that's what the stipulation is non-mana dorks.
1: They have to have an activated ability and that activated ability can't just be mana.
2: Okay. So Magus Uh, of the Coffers is Okay.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. no, that's a mana ability. That is a mana. That right? That's a okay. mana ability. Okay. Um, but something like Magus of the Wheel is one in a red. That that's not a mana ability. Okay. But then Tazri will give creatures with activated abilities mana. Mana abilities, abilities right? That, but uh, they can only be used to activate the abilities of other creatures, and they're only the color of the card. Okay. Uh, a lot of steps on this, and but basically the, all of those words wheedle down to activated ability the themed deck. Yes. So it's a creature deck, and all of them have to have some kind of activated ability. He, uh, Tazri will only draw them if they're not mana abilities. Right. Okay, so here's the important part. It's finally a Magus commander. It's the, yeah, it's, right. It's a Magus themed deck Craig it's it, totally been waiting oh my goodness <laughs> all the best cards in magic are they mag- have these
2: representatives that are now going to come into the light <laughs>
1: all of the most powerful cards in, mag- in, in magic have they have these dumb <laughs> recreations of them and some of them are quite good and some of them are quite bad also some of them are very rude uh but I've always thought it would be funny if somebody built around just all the Maguses. All the
2: Maguses. There are some that are quite real. There's
1: rude. like Magus of the Balance and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my yep. God. Yep. Uh, so you could, you could do that. I think that's funny. Um, but more likely, this is just going to be a five-color creatures with activated abilities right. deck, um, which I I wanted to do a refresher. Activated abilities, of course, are like anything that's a tap and anything that that's like pays a certain amount of mana colon. Um but it could be a lot of stuff that's shortcutted that we shortcut, like cycling is an activated ability.
2: Oh interesting.
1: Okay. Um so unearth eternalize. Uh, embalming, Encore, Ninjutsu, Reconfigure, Forecast. Like, these are all activated abilities because they have the colon. Very cool. So, Disturb or Escape are alternate casting costs. Okay. They are not activated abilities. Uh, but a lot of the ones that sort of look like that, like Unearth, are. Okay. Uh, so, it doesn't have to be like a traditional activated ability deck. You could build around something else. That's a good note. I wouldn't have thought of that. I did want to note, because this is something I had to look up, Uh, Eldrazi Scion, which is a token with an activated ability, doesn't work with Tazri because it is colorless. So Uh, even if uh, like a walking ballista is a colorless creature, so it will not tap for mana because it doesn't have any colors.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So that's sort of a weird thing to keep an eye out when you're building this deck. Yep. Again, this one could be built a hundred ways. There's so many activated abilities on creatures in magic, and there's so many of them that are designed for, for, like, specific strategies. Right. You could build, like, a big mana deck and go with some, like, a Kinnan deck. Yep. Um, you could build a, like, an artifact-themed deck with Goblin Welder and Angel of the Ruins yep. that has cycling. You could build uh, a lands deck. You could build five-color lands using, like, Sakura Tribe Elder and Perennial Behemoth. And the creatures that tap to put lands into the battlefield, like Sakura Tribe Scout, I think, does that. Yep. Um, then there's just there's just tons of good ones, you know, like Douthy Voidwalker and Teamer Sabretooth and Fate Stitcher. Um, I think if you're if you're building this deck, you want to go less with mana dorks and things that tap to make mana, and more stuff that untaps. Yep. Because that's not a it's not a mana ability. It uses the stack. So like Fate Stitcher is a great untapper. Yep. Um,
2: I feel like there's a spot in here for Zerda too. The, oh yeah. The red white that like Definitely. reduces costs and stuff.
1: This is there's a whole section of of cards that we refer to a lot that are just good with decks that have activated abilities and Zerda training grounds like a thousand year elixir and the new tyvar jubilant brawler uh both give activated abilities that have to tap haste yep and um Dynahir Invoker Adept. This is a five color deck. You can put this Jeskai card in there. It gives creatures with activated abilities haste and you can double up on activated abilities they pay four mana for. So there's a lot of support for this kind of deck to exist. I'm curious to see what it actually looks like in practice because there's a lot going on. (laughs) Uh, So this is one that you're going to have to narrow down with your own very special creativity. (laughs) <laughs> i like i built dine hair yeah and it's three three color activated abilities but i built it more around artifacts sure. because you really need to like it still runs mother of runes and that kind of thing but yep. you do need to zero things down a little bit so the deck actually has a plan yes <laughs> must have a plan all right we got one more commander that we're going to cover before we get into the speed round sweet and this one is Tyvar the Bellicose. We just mentioned him and he's back and he's not a planeswalker anymore. Nope. Two black green for an elf warrior. He's a 5-4 and it says whenever one or more elves you control attack they gain death touch until end of turn. But more importantly, it says each creature you control has, whenever a mana ability of this creature resolves, put a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to the amount of mana this creature produced. This ability only triggers once each turn.
2: So unlike the other one where they couldn't be mana dorks this one benefits mana dorks
1: this one's about the dorks yeah okay (laughs) so it's going to be good with some of the same stuff that we've already talked about it's going to be good with old tyvar uh and well middle tyvar this is all (laughs) i'll be one tyvar so he's also kind of new yeah right and the thousand year elixir but this time, yeah, we're talking about mana dorks and specifically mana dorks that make a ton of mana. Yeah, th- some of these are <laughs> absurd. So uh, this is really good with with mana dorks that rely on plus one plus one counters, like Incubation Druid. You could tap it for a single mana and then you put a counter on it, and next time you'll tap it for three mana because it'll you'll have satisfied this adaptability. Yep, uh, Marwyn the Nurturer makes mana for the number of counters on her, so you're making exponential mana. Crazy, yep uh priest of titania makes mana for the number of elves you control circle of dreams druid makes mana for the number of creatures you control
2: sylvala so once you have
1: big creatures well, out is gonna go nuts yeah, yeah once you've like if you've activated another like even if you activate sylvala just for herself right which you never do you right. do like green tap you put two counters on sylvala because she's made two mana yep now she's a four four and is gonna make more mana next turn right. So you like don't even need the big creatures yet I mean, I think
2: haste is kind of important in this deck yeah. because you're going to want to chain these together because mm. there there are quite a few elves that, given certain stipulations, as you're pointing out, do tap for more than one mana mm. or tap for more mana than they cost to cast. Right. So I think the haste or the the uh, elixir of immortality Thousand Year elixir. or a thousand-year elixir it kind of really work to help you really chain this together. Mm. So that combined with some card draw,
1: Really, really important.
2: You've got a deck.
1: Elf ball, baby. (laughs) Uh, You could also do not necessarily elves. There are some some plus one counter, like activated ability things that are weird. Like crystalline crawler is a four mana uh, construct. When it enters the battlefield with a plus one counter on it for each... Color of mana spent to cast it. So in this deck, probably just two counters. So it would be a 3-3. And then it has an activated ability that says remove a plus one counter from Crystalline Crawler. Add one mana of any color. Then tap, put a plus one, plus one counter on Crystalline Crawler. And I know what you're thinking. This goes infinite! Oh my god! It only happens once each turn. Yep. But you can just all keep making mana off of it every turn you can remove a counter from it and put a counter on it and remove a counter from it put a counter on it cryptic trilobite makes two mana when you remove counters and then you put two counters on it but you can only use that mana to cast activated abilities it's sort of a weird plan it's a weird plan it's a it doesn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: it's very cryptic and it's old it's a trilobite yeah Yeah, (laughs) i have it in my uh oh gave guru of spores deck Uh uh-huh you know but that's really the only place that i think it really does the thing yeah you it's
1: so close to doing i know right but it's no scurry oak that's the thing scurry oak it's no scurry (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right. Uh, there, there's lots of dork support that we talked about already. Like, line of Abundance probably goes in this deck. It means when creatures tap for mana, they, they make more mana. That's cool. A lot of the stuff that you're playing in this deck goes infinite with Staff of Domination. So if that's something that you're into, uh, Staff of Domination, Umbral Mantle. If you want it to just be a plus one, plus one counter deck, you would probably need something like a Dusk Shell Crawler. It's creatures with plus one counters have Trample on them, and these are going to be big creatures. Yep, <laughs> so, yep. Uh, you're going to want him to have trample. Tusk Guard captain does b- the same thing. Uh, all right. So that's definitely the, the most straightforward way to build this. But I did want to mention it because it's cool. You could make your friends mad and <laughs> everybody loves that. And cast living lands. Three and a green for an enchantment. All forests are one one creatures that are still lands
2: everybody goes through that phase where they try to punish their friends and commander what, yeah, yeah. what year of play do you think that is it seems to be around year like two or three
1: uh, yeah, I agree yeah. I think I think that's a that's about right yeah. th- is three where you're like I'm gonna really yeah. I'm gonna stick it to em.
2: exactly and by that I mean like around the second or third year that you really get into the game of commander yeah you do you start to punish your friends because you've gotten punished enough right, right. like and you're like I'm gonna show I'm gonna, them yeah this is gonna teach everybody to stay away from me it doesn't work
1: it doesn't, they get mad when they're trying to, clean. but this is a funny way to make them mad because you turn all their lands into creatures. <laughs> oh, living
2: lands is nuts. Nature,
1: yeah. nature's resolve revolt is three green, green. All lands are two, two creatures that are still lands. So everybody's lands are 2/2s, but your lands get counters when you tap them for mana.
2: Oh, spicy. Okay. So your lands get bigger, get bigger. And when then you, then you use deluge. them as lands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't have lands <laughs> i like it with mana uh, doublers in particular like if you even nick's Bloom mansion it, yeah, it'll totally. double the mana that your lands produce so you'll put, be putting two or three counters on each land of each that's battle. really cool it's yeah, a it, cool it's a cool kind of deck yep. it's a cool kind of deck if yep. you want to uh take the take the risk
2: seems like a lot of uh nick's Bloom mansion really uh i mean not that it didn't have a lot of places to be before but it seems like there are more homes for nick's blue mansion in this recent set
1: a lot of yeah it's just a generically powerful card so i yep. think it a lot of these are like if you're doing something good do it really good <laughs> do it three times do as it three good times. Craig. <laughs> okay we have talked about a lot of cards yes and there are 50 cards in this set and a lot of them are really cool Yep, And it was really hard to cut it down just into one episode. So mm-hmm. we are going to go into a speed round Zoom. where we talk about the cards that are cool. We uh, are going to give you our first impressions. We're going to give you general directions. And then we we might mention a card or two, but we're going to get try to get through 15 cards in a very short amount of time. So are you ready, Craig?
2: Oh, I'm ready. Let's do this.
1: I'm gonna we're we're gonna read each card we're gonna do it alright this first one uh, is a quick one to talk about but it's cool it's cosmic rebirth one a green and a white for an instant two target permanent in your graveyard if it has mana three or less you may put it onto the battlefield if you don't put it into the battlefield put it into your hand you gain three life it's an instant it's a seven's reclamation or a regrowth yeah it's sweet okay I'll probably play it tell me why it's sweet it's sevin's reclamation which is also sweet but that works from the graveyard I think I'll still play it (laughs) Okay, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Danatha, new Benalia's
2: Light. Right. Danatha, new Benalia's Light. One green and white for a 2-2 human knight. Vigilance trample lifelink. Once during each of your turns, you may cast an aura or equipment spell from your graveyard. This is like Caridor for Enchantment. This
1: is the one that's And or, yeah. I love it. It's really sweet. Yes. So this is the, like... We we've never really seen this kind of resilience in a in an equipment or an aura deck. It's yeah, usually no. like you get them all back. Or green something. white
2: enchantments needed a really strong command Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> Enchanters is
2: weird. No, but this come one come for me. This one does seem like one of the top choices now. Yeah. Because you or, have
1: well, it's for that Aura's backup. and Auraz and equipment. It's not just Oh, it's not just enchantments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit worse than I thought. Yeah. Okay. But It's still pretty cool. Yeah. And you can do some neat stuff with it. Plus it has vigilance trample and lifelink. If you suit this thing up, you're hitting for damage and they're not going to be able to attack you back. Um, Anyway, so we've talked about green-white auras already. We, we're not going to go through all of that stuff. This one's a little bit different because it's a graveyard deck. I think because it has that corridor type of aspect to it, you're going to want to use some self mill to get stuff in your graveyard so you can sure. cast the ones that you're matter at the time. Yeah. So it could be a little bit more toolboxy than these decks tend to go. Um, you won't need to rely on tutors quite as heavily as 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 equipment decks. well yeah because
2: your mill turns into your card draw which is man uh pattern of rebirth in this
1: sick sick yeah Yeah, i i was like is there any auras or equipments that go to the graveyard like repeatedly and i'm like pattern of rebirth yuck uh there's unbridled growth that you can sack it to draw a card so you can basically basically pay pay a green and sack it to draw a card every turn uh you only do it once per turn so it's just sort of a if you have nothing better to cast, you can cast this. Citizen's Crowbar sacks. It's, its an equipment. It sacks itself to destroy a target artifact or enchantment. Yep. But this deck really wants aura removal. Sure. Because that stuff falls off. Canvas Transformation, Lignify, Minimus Containment is great. That's mean. Because you can enchant an online permanent, no, turns I it into it. a treasure. I get it. And then they can sack it. I get it. And you're like, oh, it's back in no, my graveyard. I to play oh, I'll recast it. i that now.
2: Ugh. I hate losing my commander to things like this. Yeah, yeah. I really do.
1: I I think that it, like, Lignify and Kenra's Transformation are better in this deck than, like, a Darksteel Mutation. Yeah. Because Darksteel Mutation comes on and it stays ah, on.
2: Yes, it does.
1: So, Canra's Transformation and Lignify, <laughs> at least you're like, I'm going to block. I'm going to, like, I can, I can get rid of this thing. <laughs> and uh. then it's even better because you can replay it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hear you. I like to have my Commander out and I've had this happen too many times. And now you just yeah. have the the uh, security to do it over and over and over. Like, really it's crazy. Yeah
1: uh i also really like curses in this deck tenuous truce is really fun uh at the beginning of enchant it's an enchant opponent at the beginning of enchanted opponents end step you and that player each draw a card when you attack enchanted opponent or a planeswalker they control or when they attack you or a planeswalker you control sack you sacrifice tenuous truce so you can make a truce and then you're drawing some extra cards and if they break that truce you can make a new truce with somebody else who's better truce partner
2: I like it. Curse Curse of
1: silence makes one thing cost two more. And if they cast it, then you get to draw a card and sacrifice curse of silence and pick a new thing. Seems good. Yeah. You pick their commander. It's not very nice, but but you're
2: only drawing a card. Like, yeah that's cooler than kenra's transformation oh yeah <laughs>
1: yeah for sure uh, <laughs> all right we're moving on to the next card which is maybe yep. the most powerful card in the whole set and it's an uncommon yeah it's filter out oh my lord one blue blue for an instant return all non-creature non-land permanents to their owner's hand what is an instant that does that it's
2: like a cyclonic rift but that targets you too
1: yeah it, it protects your stuff if you're playing a non-creature. Yeah. Deck. Oh, no, if, you're no, like, no. if they cast a, a Vandal Blast, so you're, many like, uses. you're like, boop. boop, into your hand. Yep. Recast all these, draw all my stuff again. Totally. Oh, you cast a Bane of Progress, boop, all my enchantments back to my hand. Recast, yep. draw all my stuff.
2: Uh, artifacts are just now so much better because you have those low CMC artifact. Mm-hmm. Card, like Typically, artifacts now have evolved into you know max out at like three CMC. Right. And just like you said, you just, okay, I'm going to boop grab these up and the next turn boop, boop, this taps for this and da, da, all of a sudden you've got six permanents out and they've got two
1: it's also super strong against like signets. sure like if somebody builds their whole mana base on signets, yeah. oh well, yeah then you're just like boop all of them back to your hand you've got three lands so it's going to take you a second to recast all of those things Yep. um it if you're playing a creature deck, it's great. If you're playing an enchantment deck, it's great. If you're playing an artifact deck, it's great. You're going to play it. You're going to see it. Uh, buy more of these filter outs. I think they're <laughs> cracked. Okay, we're moving on to Joel Royale, Voice of Zalfir.
2: Yes. So Joel Royale, Voice of Zalfir, two green and blue for a 3-3. At the be- uh, Human Druid. At the beginning of combat on your turn, up to one target land you control becomes an XX green and blue bird creature token with flying and haste until end of turn where X is the number of cards in your hand. It's still a land. Whenever a land creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card.
1: Okay. So it's a land creature deck. Yeah, seems cool. With you, card
2: draw that's kind of built in.
1: Yeah, it's like a Toski for land creatures. So yeah. it's, it could look similar to like the new Tatiova, Steward of Tides. You're going to want something like an Awaken the Woods that makes all your stuff into... You're like, I make five land creatures and I attack and I draw all these cards. Yep. Um, but you're going to focus a little bit more on keeping a big hand because you want that bird to be
2: huge. Huge, yeah, totally.
1: Um, so I think the. This could be a green blue lands deck. Uh, I also think this could be a green blue big draw deck. Yeah,
2: I think you're right. Yeah,
1: like a Rishkar's expertise. Sure. Because that, like, the bigger your bird is, the more you're going to draw. The bigger your bird is. Right. Um, so you could use a greater good to sack the land, and draw a whole yep. bunch of cards, and then your bird's even bigger next turn. Yep. Um, so I, I, I could also see it if you're not focusing on the land creature draw thing, you're focusing on just like big bird. <laughs> this is a big bird deck. <laughs> And it's coming for you. <laughs> Regardless of how you build it, let's say it together. Craig, what card are you putting in this deck? Oh, yeah, I <gasps> love this. Ink, Ink Moth, Moth Nexus! Nexus! Yeah.
2: Yeah, amazing. Just like plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. Amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yep. you, you're you like, Joriel uh, turns a land into a bird. Yep. You'll choose Ink Moth Nexus. And you're like, oh. great, this is my 8-8 eight, eight bird. It has flying. Oh, you didn't block. I'll pay one. Now it has infect. And now you took 8 in fact damage. Or 10. I don't know how many cards you have in your hand. <laughs> you keep hiding your hand. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Karn, he's back and he's not a planeswalker anymore. He's Karn, legacy reforged. It's yep. a five mana golem with star, star power and toughness. Karn's power and toughness are equal to the greatest mana value among artifacts you control. At the beginning of your upkeep, add colorless for each artifact you control. This mana can camp- can't be spent to cast non-artifact spells until the end of turn. You don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. It's a blink moth Yeah, it just
2: sounds like a better blink moth
1: Yeah, but just for you. Yeah. In the Oh, is it just
2: for you? Okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, it's Call just yours. other
2: people. That's good. So okay. Blenkmoth
1: Earn is is everybody gets a man equal to their artifacts. It's you still usually quite good because you usually have the most artifacts. But right. now it's just for you, and he's in the command zone for a colorless deck. I can dig it. You're gonna need to make a ton of artifacts, like clown car. <laughs> clown car is a vehicle for X. When it, it does enters make the a battle ton of field, It does. You roll X six sided die for each odd result. You make a clown for each even result. You make a bigger car for them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that makes a ton of artifacts, so you make more more mana with Karn. Uh, I, you could build this as a Karn colorless artifacts deck. There's tons of these that exist already. Uh, more likely, I think we'll see him in the 99 of big artifact decks like Sahili the Gifted or maybe Chisgoria Forged Tyrant. Dig it. Very cool. Alright, we're moving on. Alright, next is Kiora, Sovereign of
2: the Deep. 3 green blue for a 4-5. Vigilance Ward 3. Merfolk Noble merfolk noble Mm -hmm. whenever you cast a kraken leviathan octopus or serpent spell from your hand look at the top x cards of your library where x is that spell's mana value you may cast a spell with mana value less than x from among them without paying its mana cost put the rest on the bottom of of your library in a random order That seems very cool.
1: It's super cool. Because there
2: are like the, the Krakens and the Leviathans and all, they're
1: huge. They're enormous. So when
2: you get to dig for them, you're getting out something else. Huge. Huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this is super cool. It's like Rashmi for Leviathans. Yeah, totally. Um, and there's a ton of ways to build this. You could just do it as, as like sea serpent tribal stuff where you cast big stuff, you to cast more ramp spells to cast more big stuff to cast more ramp spells. Um, Those you can all find online. They've made green, blue, uh, <laughs> they have made re- green blue stuff, ramp decks before. you can find those uh but i think you could build this as like an instant or sorcery type thing because there's like Talarian terrors of the world sure six and a blue it costs one last for each instant or sorcery in your graveyard it has ward two so you're casting a seven drop but it's reduced by the number of instants and sorceries and then you get to look at the top seven guards your library yep and then uh drop a seven and and cast lower, like a big six or, or sorcery lower yeah right like cryptic serpent does the same thing it's a seven mana serpent it's reduced by the number of instants and sorceries octavia living thesis is a ten drop she's a house <laughs> and uh she's costs eight less to cast uh if you have eight instants sorceries in your graveyard yep. so i could see building around like that set of them and then returning them to hand and recasting them Bibli- biblioplex kraken will return another creature to your hand for you when it attacks and then okay. it gains unblockable. So you can keep bouncing like a tiller and Terror back to your hand to recast cast
2: it for yeah with Chiora, but get the big effect.
1: Yeah, sure. Icebreaker Kraken returns itself to your hand and it's reduced by the number of snow permanents you have. So you're playing snow lands. Um, so I could see you doing sort of like a weird spells Kraken deck,
2: yeah. which is cool. I mean, it seems like you'd, you'd have to control the board anyways. With a deck like this, because you're yeah. trying to get out big things. And, right. Yeah. But your ramp package would have to be pretty, pretty big, substantial. Yeah, yeah. Right. To, yeah.
1: Also, yeah, it, you're going to need to be able to cast this stuff. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be largely ramp and sea serpents, which rules. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to Nahiri Forged in Fury for a red and a white for a core artificer. She's a 5-4 with affinity for equipment. She loves it. And then whenever an equipped creature you control attacks, whenever an equipped creature you control attacks, this happens. Exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. You may cast equipment spells this way without paying their mana cost.
2: Yeah, this is Uh, awesome. so powerful. Yeah, I love it.
1: Okay, so you want a super, super high density of equipment in this deck because you want as many of those hits Yep. to be equipment. So I think the way that you build this isn't just a regular equip de- equipment deck where it's half equipment and half creatures. You want as many like living weapon type cards as possible. Living weapon makes sense, yep. Because you're going to be able to cast the equipment and it makes you into an attacker so you can draw more cards. Yep. So Cauldra Complete, the new Bitter Thorn Nissa's Animist. There's also for Mirrodin cards and the uh, Reconfigure cards from Neon Dynasty.
2: Well, this card, the, this Formiridon, uh, for Mirrodin Hexplate War wallbreaker Oh yeah. Oh
1: my goodness. With yep. this
2: effect is just amazing. Yeah. It, typically, the tough thing about this, and it gives you an extra attack step. Basically, mm. when the creature attacks. Yeah. But it's got a, a hefty equip cost. What yeah. is it? Six. It's or, like six. Or, yeah. It's so a four, I, three, and four. a red. So, but this already gives you a creature with it equipped on it, mm. and then if you have haste, you just yeah. It, this I love that that card. And
1: you draw even more because, the because an then here is because then exactly right. So yeah, this card seems. Wild in a deck like this, uh, Lion Sash is also very good. I yep. think you're just going to want to make a ton of equipment as well. So you anything that makes token equipment, Bloodforge axed Tago Goblin, a uh, Weaponsmith makes a lot of those. Even old Arterial Alchemy. That's a really cool. It's I, a cool. It's two in a red. When it ETBs, you make three blood tokens, and it turns blood tokens into equipment. So it just makes three equipment on one card. Which, which if you have a bunch good. of
2: tokens or a bunch of like small creatures, now you equip those, you get three free equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Or three and your free opponent, cards. your
1: commander costs three less because she's got affinity for equipment. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's probably worth it. And if you've got a lot of equipment, you need a lot of attackers. So you cast something like a reckless crew makes tokens for each equipment you control, then suits them up and they're ready to go. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And gold wardens gambit, uh, which is a similar thing, but for rebels and it only makes <laughs> five of them. It also has affinity for equipment. Okay, we're moving on. Yep. To Niv-Mizzet Supreme.
2: Niv-Mizzet Supreme. So it's Wooberg, 5-5, flying, hexproof from monocolored. Uh, each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard that's exactly two colors has jumpstarts. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Two colored instants and sorceries is what we're looking for. Assassin's trophy. Boros charm. Yep. Ink shield. There's lots of these. Oh, ink shield's great. Uh, Actually, there's tons of them and you're going to find them by going to Scryfall (laughs) and finding them and picking the ones that you like. Uh, You go to Scryfall and if you search color, equals two that's going to give you two colored spells and then you search in parentheses type instant or type sorcery you're gonna find a lot of them and they're super cool and you're gonna pick out the ones you like and you're gonna build this deck you yep. put multicolored spell stuff in there. I could see running like a widespread thieving or a Tome of the Guild Pact, but largely it's going to be instants and sorceries and you're going to figure out a way to win. Cool. Yep. All right. This next one is Pia Nalar, Consul of Revival. It's Chandra's mommy. oh Red and white for a 2-3. It says, Thopters you control have haste. Whenever you play a land from exile or cast a spell from exile, create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying my dream. It's loyal apprentice in the command zone.
2: <laughs> that is. Yeah. Yeah, basically.
1: I love her so much. <laughs> and I know I can't spend a ton of time talking about her with you guys because it, it you just play the exile stuff. You play ways that cards that impulse draw and then you cast them. Uh, so like a showdown of the scalds. Uh, the new Sword of Forge and Frontier, or like a Wand of Wonder will cast up to three spells from exile and make you three Thopters. That's good And you get to roll a dice. And you get to, it's cool. This card has been really good for me. It's been really good for me. You run Retrofitter, Foundry, and you can sacrifice those Thopters and make four fours every turn. You run Thopter Shop whenever you make a Thopter. You draw a card. You run Lucille, Clockwork, Scholar whenever you an artifact creature enters the battlefield you draw a card you run Chisgoria, and you cast more artifacts for bigger and they cost less than your thopters you give ollie and you give them all haste and then when you attack you attack with all your thopters and you blast somebody for big damage this deck is super fun but i can't spend a ton of time talking about it and then scry because uh but yeah because you because, because is dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right next card it's sweet right.
2: <laughs> so it's plarg and nasri <laughs> It's three red red for a 5-4. Orc Efreet. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. An opponent chooses a non-land card exile this way. You may cast up to two spells from among the other cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs.
1: Sweet! Cool. It's yeah, an upkeep atali, sort of. Yep. And you get the worst of three cards for free. Yeah, that's great. It's a very fun effect. It's really hard to build around if you're building it as a commander. I guess you're building some kind of chaos deck yeah, totally, right. or like cast from exiles stuff. More likely you're putting it in the 99 of a deck that cares about casting stuff from exile like Pia. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next card is reckless handling one in a red for a sorcery. Search your library for an artifact card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Shuffle. Then discard a card at random. If an artifact card was discarded this way, it deals two damage to each opponent. It's like a rude artifact gamble. Yeah. We'll play that. All, All right.
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next is Samut Vizier of Natan Kam Not Kamun. Whatever. I nailed um, it. Yep. Not not one with the old gods. All right. One red and a green for a two-three Human Warrior Cleric, First Strike, Vigilance, Haste. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, if that creature entered the battlefield this turn, draw a card. Sweet. So goes definitely in the old uh, Samut because all but your yeah, creatures have haste. All your stuff so, has haste. and you need ways to draw cards in there. So I think the two Samuts play well together.
1: If you run if you're if you have a fast deck, if you're running real fast, you definitely run Samut. Uh, if you're building this as a commander, you want stuff to have haste. You want to make a lot of tokens, and you want them to have haste. I like a fire cat blitz makes a bunch of one, one cat tokens and they have haste. You lose them at the end of turn, but you've drawn a bunch of cards. So who cares? Yep. Elemental mastery says tap. You make a bunch of red elemental creature tokens. They've got haste And the go attack. Uh, Holland and Elena partners give stuff haste and they punch um fast stuff or enters the battlefield tapped and attacking they'll draw you a whole bunch of cards it seems really sweet uh but more likely you're gonna see it in the 99 of decks like Samit, like you mentioned or henzy henzy gives stuff henzy, totally yep, yep so you're like they're gonna be fast you're gonna draw some cards or ognus the dragons lash whenever a creature you control with haste attacks create a tapped treasure token sweet and then you draw cards i like it a lot The next one's Sarkhan, Soul of Flame.
2: Okay, so Sarkhan, Soul of Flame. One blue-red for a 2-4 human shaman. Dragon spells you cost cost one less to cast. Whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control, you may have Sarkhan, Soul of Flame, become a copy of it until end of turn. Except its name is Sarkhan, Soul of Flame, and it's legendary in addition to its other types. So I love this for Craig.
1: For, for for Craig. for crack. for crack. for crack for oh, crag's for for
2: dragon decks so <laughs> i have a Miram deck and this yeah. is definitely going in my Miram deck
1: it's so good because yeah. it makes like it makes you a hasty version of the dragon basically and it doesn't die to the legendary rule because yep. it's still sarkin secret yep. <laughs> secret it's still sarkin he finally gets to be a dragon oh nice. i mean his
2: planeswalker could kind of be yeah he a dragon, becomes a dragon but, yeah.
1: Sarkin loves a dragon. You put dragons in this deck—blue, red ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. And they cost one less. Yeah, I, it's a dragon deck. It's sweet. It's probably faster. You're probably running it a little bit more low to the ground, and you want stuff that can attack and deal combat damage. But those are dragons—low so flying dragons. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to Sigarda, Font of Blessings. Two and a green, two a green and a white for an angel with flying. She's a four-four. Other permanents you control have hexproof. Gross. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. Uh Uh-oh. You may cast angel spells and human spells from the top of your library. Whoa. Angels. Uh, So this is sort of the first official green-white angel commander, which is great. Uh, People have played with, like, Shalai has been typically a green-white angel commander. You're definitely putting Shalai in the deck. You're putting Liru Dawnbringer. You're putting Giada Font of Hope. If you're building around angels, you can build around humans if you want. Sigarda loves a human. You put Heronblade Elite, Thalia's Lieutenant, like the the human stuff. We've seen this kind of deck before. Or you could combine the two together into a human angel deck. Oh, my. Which Sigarda has always wanted. I think it makes your deck a little worse. Okay. (laughs) You lose some synergy. You really want, like, stuff, more angels, so your angel payoffs are better, and more humans, so your human payoffs are better. But if you want to fuse the two, there are some cards that care about that. Okay. Bishop of Wings is a human that when an angel enters, you gain life, and then when an angel dies, you make a spirit. Right, right, right. Like, Starnheim Aspirant makes angels cost less to cast, and then there's a ton of angels that care about humans, most of them (laughs) Cicardists. actually but uh herald of war is a very good one Yep. when it attacks you put a plus one counter on it and then angel spells and human spells you cast cost one less to cast for each plus one plus encounter on herald of war it's a five drop three three um and of course angel of glory's rise is an angel when it enters you get all the humans back from your graveyard yep. so i could see this sort of angelly human deck but there isn't a ton of support for the crossover yet okay yep we've got one more card Yes. And it's sweet. It's the one we've known about the longest. It is
2: pretty sweet. So the Kenrith's Royal Funeral, two black and a a white for a legendary enchantment. When the Kenrith's Royal Funeral enters the battlefield, exile up to two target legendary creature cards from your graveyard. You draw X cards and you lose X life where X is the greatest mana value among cards exiled this way. Then legendary spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card exiled with the Kenrith's Royal Funeral. I dig it. I that mean, great. In a in a Legendary Matters deck, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I might be putting it in Caridor just because, you know, sometimes you need to actually draw cards.
1: And you've got and all that stuff in the graveyard.
2: Exactly. And it's playing a lot of legendary creatures. They're not all legendary, but there's a lot of them. And mm-hmm. now they cost up to two less for every yeah. time you do this effect
1: yeah and it's not just creatures i mean this reduces the casting cost of planeswalkers of legendary like s- sorceries of bolus's citadel like i didn't this, even think
2: about it just yeah. legendary spells in general huh
1: cost less and you can exile i think you have to exile creature cards to With draw the it. cards right um so i'm definitely putting this in my Dehada binder of wills deck of in course oh, cards yeah. you exile two creatures now all of my legends cost less um and you draw up to like six cards basically yeah. Or greatest mana value. Yeah, I don't have anything higher than six in that deck. But um, that's a lot of cards for four mana. Yeah, so totally. K- I could see Kethis, the Hidden Hand, loves this. This is Abzan Legends. Or, of course, Ratadrabic of Urbork. <laughs> Ratadrabic has been super popular lately and uh, loves this card. Makes sense. Okay, we're going to see a lot of it in the Legendary care- Cares. Yeah, Who cares? exactly. Legendary
2: Cares? Ramp and card draw.
1: Oh, my God. We've covered 25 cards today.
2: Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Good
1: Likewise. job. Hey. Got Nailed there. it. Let's talk about our favorites. Yeah. There's a lot of cards that we looked at today. Literally literally 25. Um, some of them extremely powerful that are we're going to see a lot of play. Is there one that stands out to you as one that you're like, I'm in?
2: I really like the Nyssa. I think the Nyssa is going to be something that I use. Um... But I also really like that you convinced me about Obnixilus. Uh he's awesome. Obnixilis, just the more we were talking about it during that conversation, the more I'm like, yeah, you I could do this. You yeah, could do you that. What? oh what? my gosh. And I have a lot of those cards and they're not like expensive. You know what I mean? So it'd be an easy build. Anyways, I might be building that. Cool. But I also think uh, the um, for craig, you know, I gotta use my Sarkon. Yeah. you know, for craig.
1: So, we didn't spend a ton of time talking about him, but this Sarkin is actually a really sweet Dragon's I Commander. I agree. And good in the 99 of any dragon's deck, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It basically gives one dragon haste every turn, which is awesome. Right. It's a three
2: CMC like and it, whenever yeah, it you drop the something, it's yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, really good. Um I think my favorite's Pia. Okay. I think she's really fun. It's a very simple build, like Boros cast from exile is something I've really liked for a while. Um, and Bell Borka has never quite gotten there for me, so I think I think Pia, like, is two mana. She makes little thopters. Um, it's a it's a neat artifact build. I'm in. Yeah. Um, all right. We talked about a lot of powerful cards. Yes. Just so many. Uh, Nyssa, like you mentioned before, is, is going to be a huge one. But which one do you think tops the charts of the 25 cards out of 50? 25 cards were worth talking about out of the 50 cards. In
2: oh, and they're all very good. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of them are good commanders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But this one's good in the 99. It's good in almost every blue deck. Yeah. Filter out. Gotta It's be. crazy. It's crazy how universally good that is the better magic player that you are and that the more that you understand about the stack and the way things work the better this card is going to be for you this card scales with your ability as a magic player
1: yeah i i I mean the fact that it's instant speed means that this is going to get people like a lot a lot um i do like this hits this bounces treasures Like it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't say, yeah. Non-creature, non-land. That's that's fantastic. So if somebody like makes big moves and, and you're like, oh, this is the turn you're going off. Interesting. All right. I'll cast filter out now. And then you're going to re re-examine your, yourself. Totally.
2: I think it really helps your, uh, like, especially the fact that it hits, uh, you know, non-land or non-creature stuff or it, that it doesn't hit creatures. Yeah. You can, you can really it. use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's just crazy.
1: I, I'm curious. We've, t- we've talked a lot about in this podcast about when, when two mana rocks are not going to be as OP as they are. And I wonder if filter out, will reach the point where it's like land ramp comes back a little bit.
2: I feel like that's, been a little bit of a of a trend lately mm-hmm. i've definitely seen it with uh, with our play group people are leaning yeah. more into land ramp uh because those signets and stuff like that they are the they're, target they're of a delicate. lot of hate they're very mm-hmm. delicate you know there's more bane of progress is being played you know people are playing more enchantment decks so there's more mass uh removal of enchantments and artifacts mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, but I do I do really like how this hits your stuff too. It's kind of a yeah, mo- somewhat more balanced uh Cyclonic Rift. Although I think in the right decks this is better than Cyclonic Rift.
1: It's not wow. I mean, it's it's not going to save save you. It's not going to win the game necessarily, but this is a huge amount of interaction. I think this could save you. I maybe. Yeah, if somebody's like
2: well, if somebody's doing an artifact thing or you know, if somebody's doing like off. a KCI or storm or I don't
1: know. Yeah, you could absolutely...
2: You could really mess with somebody. Again, if you know... You could do this. The better stuff. you know the stack, the better you know magic and when to interact, the better this card is going to work out for you. Yeah. I did miss that creature uh, kind of caveat to it, though. Because typically in blue, you're not playing a lot of creatures. Yeah. Um, and so somebody with an, a heavy aggro deck, you know, to your point just a second ago, maybe this doesn't help you against them.
1: Yeah. It's... um. Like how do you could do this if somebody attacks you with like something has a ton of equipment on it, you're like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Boink>. <laughs> yeah, no, totally right. <laughs> That's a little thing. Block. Right. Oh god. Um, yeah, it's in blue. I think I think there's more creature builds than there ever have been. Like green blue That's is, very, is yeah. very common. Um, and is is a largely creature strategy. Well, they're also just, turning
2: blue kind of into a tokens deck. Like they're starting. to Yeah, they're doing a lot of and copies
1: yeah. uh, and clones and stuff in yeah. blue. So I could definitely see, um it it i i think it's it's just
2: yeah we'll wild. see how it goes but it's it's interesting the the creature aspect of it yeah i think is definitely is somewhat balancing yeah in it. i think that's the one balancing effect because otherwise this is too powerful for three C yeah
1: if it bounced everything yeah. at three cmc at instant speed yeah, yeah that'd be wild but the it leaves leaves creatures on the battlefield right um so you I, can't save yourself from a full attack yeah but there's definitely moments that this is going to be crazy. I mean, I may be I may be overstating it, but we will find out. Yep. I think I think this card is quite good. I think so too. All right, to the listeners, what do you think about this mini set, this little epilogue to the story? Are you excited about it? What new cards slot perfectly into your existing commander decks? And are there any commanders that you're excited to build? Uh, hopefully, we covered everything uh, as well as. Uh, you all wanted us to um i didn't want to skip over a ton of cards because there's so many cool ones so i'm glad we got a chance to talk about it but before we go we're going to say thank you to our uh to our supporting excuse me sponsors but before we go we're going to say thank you to our sponsors and also tell you to go to cardkingdom.com slash command to pick up any of these cards or any of the cards that go along with them, hopefully there's some cards that we talked about that you'd never heard before, or there's a strategy that you're excited about. Maybe you're building one of the new car- commanders from Commander uh, March of the machine aftermath, go to card kingdom because they can get you, all of the cards that you're looking for in one place in one package on the version that you're looking for. We're commander players. We're picky. We want exactly the card that we want. And Card Kingdom has a big enough inventory that often they can really make that happen for you. So use Card Kingdom and those cards will show up safely in one package on your doorstep and you'll be ready to build again, cardkingdom.com slash command. And once those cards are in your hand, you're going to need to protect them at go to ultrapro.com slash command for all of the magic accessories for all of your magic decor, uh, for all of your more magic storage solutions, uh, or just dice, man, I, I love ultra pro dice because they're super clear. They help you represent your board state and they delineate like plus one counters from loyalty counters from, uh, they have the keyword counter dice, which are awesome, uh, they have the tools that make sure that you have your board state figured out and you can play at your best and your opponents can understand what you're doing <laughs> the best they can as well. Plus they have great sales. So if you haven't subscribed to the ultra pro newsletter, go do that. They, they, Drop sales super fast where they're like fifty percent off all play mats now, and you have to you can go and check and see if they have some of the arts that you're looking for. Or you're excited about.
2: I love those emails because they do yeah. they do those flash sales where, like you yeah. said, it's like fifty sometimes sixty okay, percent off. Rebinders. Like, all right, I needed sleeves, so today's the day.
1: Done. Yeah. Uh, again, ultrapro.com/command. You can protect your stuff and support the show big thank you to our team here at the command zone uh to damon lentz arthur mettercroft lady danger manson lung josh murphy jake boss jordan pridgen sam waldo Garav galati jamie block mitch trafford evan limberger gabriel poses megan yep eric lem jimmy wong josh lee quiet and craig blanchett thank you so much for joining me rachel today. weeks hey and me and thank you the <laughs> listener, for watching <laughs> <laughs>